Welcome to Crit Apocalypse episode 221 at the spookiest time of the year. That's right, it's the end of October, which means we're coming out close to... And what day? Guy Fawkes Night. No, your court case. We're going to see if we... <laughs> Of course, it's Halloween. So, Ant, for this episode, we're going to start off with some spooky, boopy fun. I'm going to ask you some questions. I've taken uh, the top 20 ha- horror movie weapons. All right. right. And you're going to tell me who uses them. Oh. I'm going to start off nice and easy, okay? Yeah. All right. I'm going to start off really easy. Wrong. This is something that you can always get. The Silver Shamrock Mask. What? Silver Shamrock Masks. You know the answer to this, Ant. What movie? Who was the villain? Is it, is it really a weapon? Yeah, it's a weapon to kill children. The most insidious of all weapons. But I mean... Who used it? What movie? It's not a weapon unless you're smacking someone with it or shooting Who someone. Who used it? What movie? I mean, it was the old man in friggin' Halloween 3. What was his name? I'm fucking cunt man. It's the guy from fucking Robocop, him. Alright. Okay. Richard Leahy? What was his name? What was the name, name of the character? I don't fucking know, but the actor... Wrong, was... his name is Michael Myers from the Halloween films. Michael Myers Obviously, Obviously, it's Michael Myers in Halloween 3, continuation of the Halloween series. Oh yeah, series. famously he's in that one. Yeah, yeah, famously he is the main villain in that one. He gives up his his kitchen knife to go and... To go and uh, start a costume. His kitchen knife. His kitchen knife. Mm. To use druidic symbols, which later comes back. Because there's druids in... Six. Six. Six, the one with Paul Rudd. The one with Paul Rudd. Okay. All right. Popcorn. Pop, popcorn's not a weapon. Kill a clown from out of space. There you go. Yeah, of course it's a weapon. Not a weapon. It's a popcorn Popcorn's gun. a food. It's a popcorn gun. You can't though, just make everything, call everything a weapon. Reverse bear trap. Reverse bear trap. That's from Saw 2. Saw 1. Saw, Saw 1. Saw 1. It's All the right. one that Shawnee Smith's in. This one you're never going to get. The lam- The lament... Configuration. From Hellraiser. Fucking, come on, man. Jesus. Okay, here you go. Here's a really tough one. An orb. An orb. That's from Phantasm. <sighs> Fucking. All right, all right. Jesus all right. Christ. This one you're never going to get. Chainsaw. Chainsaw. I mean, can you narrow it down a bit? But a chainsaw. Le- le- Singular, not multiple. So Any of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre films. Uh, but I'm looking I mean... for a specific one. One. <laughs> there you go. Congratulations. A um A hook. A uh, hook from yeah. Candyman. There we go. There we go. Let's put this together. Is this, there we go. Is this Machete. by someone who's only ever watched The Boss Baby? Machete. Machete. I mean, people associate that with Jason from Friday the 13th. Fantastic. But he which only one? uses a machete like twice. Yeah, which one was he first using the machete? Um, Well, it was in, the, in Friday the 13th Part 2. Three. Mm. Three and then he's killed with it before. Um, this one just really says Blades. Um, they are specific blades, and it's... Uh, Is it Blade? <laughs> he's not a horror movie character. He's the hero we need to fight the undead. No, this is Blades. It's a certain horseman. What? Certain horseman and his blades. Certain horseman and his blades. He tries to say Sleepy Hollow or there something. There we go. Congratulations. Blades. He has a swords. Farm tools. Farm tools, Jeepers Creepers. The no, he P- doesn't use farm thing. tools. Children of the Corn Guard. There we thing. go. Congratulations. A hatchet. A hatchet. Yeah. Is that the guy from Hatchet? It is indeed. Well done. Shears. Shears. Yeah. What film was she- were Shears famously used as a murder weapon? I mean, Clock Tower. No. Nope. But fucking. It's a movie. Come on. Inside. No. Not inside. They don't want. They didn't use shears in inside. Scissors. No, it wasn't scissors. Oh wait, inside. Yes, it was scissors. Yeah. yeah. No, but shears. 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 I mean, 
some farm based thing, I guess. No, no, no. It's it's like infamous as like a, a would have been would have been series of films if you know they had uh, maybe maybe a bit more exposure at the time. It's from the burning. The burning. The burning. I'm afraid you lost, Dan. You got one wrong. I think we're gonna do we're gonna do the last two puppets. Puppets. Yeah, puppets. Uh, oh, what's that fucking the um, what's that film with Melissa McCarthy? No, no, no. It's got <laughs> it's got that in the title. <laughs> the word puppets. Oh, puppets. Yeah. Oh God. But not pluralized. Um, Jim Henson's. Yep, you're Muppets right. You're absolutely right. Mad. Muppet <laughs> Treasure Island. Yeah. 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 Um, and finally, hunting knife. A hunting knife. Yeah, specifically a hunting knife. Very specifically a hunting knife. Crocodile Dundee. And almost never any other weapons, famously. Famously? Yeah. I'm going to say famously. Yeah, I'm going to say famously. The only time other weapons are used is, I would say, the last film of the series. Bay of Blood. No, it was was actually Scream. Scream? Yeah. It does use other weapons. It doesn't use other weapons. He uses a garage door at one point, but he doesn't use other weapons. I mean, if popcorn's a weapon, the garage door's a weapon. No, because a garage door isn't like isn't something you can shoot at someone or throw at someone. Do you know what is a weapon? What? You. you. Yeah, you're <laughs> Jinx, now you can't talk for the rest of the podcast. Oh, sweet. Okay. <laughs> and what are we doing here? It's okay, Ant, you can talk. Just owe me a Coke. I'll take that one. I'm admiring... You're admiring your Rodimus Prime. It's not Rodimus Prime. This is, this is a third-party figure called Mod Fans Ruler. Is it? Yeah, he's going to review him for this episode. Are you going to review him? What's happened to his knees? He's got arthritis. No, oh, just the nice ratchets. That's that's not a nice sound when you bend in your leg, Ant. That's the, that's a good ratchet sound. Though. Does your leg make that noise when you walk? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's a good ratchet sound. That anyway, Ant, 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 Ant. We review stuff and things. We're going to review four things each, right? Uh, I guess. Yeah. Mm. What's your what's 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 your favourite horror movie, Ant? What's your favourite scary movie? Um, Showgirls. Showgirls isn't a horror movie. Is it a horror movie to you because there's boobies and you don't like boobies? Get them out of here. Get them out of here. They make you embarrassed. Um, What is your favourite horror movie? I don't think I've ever asked you this question. What's like like your go-to horror movie if you want to watch a horror movie? I mean, Halloween or Alien. Yeah, I guess Alien counts. Alien's... Aliens, well, the sequel doesn't really count, does it? It's more like an action yeah, film. The sequel's not a horror movie, no. Yeah. No, so, uh, Halloween 2018 is your go-to horror movie? Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> oh, no it's sorry. a Rob Zombie Halloween horror, 2006, yeah. the Rob Zombie. Yeah. Yeah, the other one with the guy who's got the pumpkin head. Yeah. Yeah, that, that film, yeah. I, I know uh, about my horror movie. We've been on a bit of a horror kick, so I've been watching, like, older horror movies. Went to go see The Shining last night in London. Older horror movies, fucking... The Shining. It's fucking disgusting. The Shining... What's oh, that's so old. It's not... Well, it's almost... It's over 40 years old. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, been on like... On I a, got my copy of um, Onibaba still. I can't remember. I think I might have given that no. away. Uh, but yeah, I've been catching up on some older horror movies and showing Liv some of the classics like Child's Play and, and we watched some of the Friday the 13th films. And You made her watch the first Child's Play film. No, I made her watch the second. Oh. Skip the first. Yeah. Nobody really likes the first. It's fine. The problem is that the first isn't very good. It's a bit mm. like Nightmare on Elm Street. Once you know... Once, when they become an icon, like it doesn't really work anymore. I mean, the first film, like, it teases you into thinking the little kid's killing yeah. things, but... 
And it doesn't really get away. But that's kind of like Nightmare on Elm Street. It's Have like you shown a basket case yet? Or... No, 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 nothing no. like that yet. We we did watch so the I, remake of the Blob. I, uh, no, I'm going to show the remake of the Blob because that's great. But um, I I was speaking to you the other day. We were in the kitchen. and We were trying to decide whether to watch The Thing or Insidious. Mm. No, not Insidious. What was it? Um, Malignant. Malignant. And uh, and you jokingly said Malignant's the better. <laughs> I know you don't believe that. The Thing is a classic. But I've never lied. We watched Malignant. And she loved it. It was like perfect, stupid, silly horror movie. It's fucking great. It is great. Uh, the reveal as well. I kept teasing her. I was like, I was like, oh, there's a clue there. There's a hint. <laughs> it's it's not totally obvious. Like it's kind of like because no, no, the, the clues are all there. What they need is they need one of those bits at the end where they <laughs> so you play the, the music scenes. from Saw. Yeah, and then play the scenes back. <laughs> no, but she had a great time. <laughs> Um, anyway, yeah, so we review stuff and things, but uh, so yeah, talking about horror movies a little bit this week because it is Halloween coming up, and I've seen some horror movies or at least some horrible bloody movies, if you know what I mean. Um, who's going first this weekend? Uh, it was you, wasn't it? Yeah, I guess yeah. it is. Um, all right, well, my first review that I'm going to get out of the way is uh, Cat Person, a film Cat based person. on an article from the New Yorker. Um, and it's a fable of failed dating and the and the the sort of trials and tribulations that women go through just to feel safe in the world of modern dating and some of the traps that people can fall into and the mental gymnastics they do. One of those taser gun things. There is speak of that during the film. Because you can deal with hunters. There is speak of that during the film. And it, in a quite a funny line, there is a point where they are looking at options for self-defense and the guy's like, What's really great about this one is it's rechargeable. And the girl's like, oh, no, she can't even remember to charge her phone, so she's never going to remember to charge a taser. Um, but, yeah, like, it's um, it's based on the New Yorker article, as I, as I said. It's about a woman who, who um, sort of is interested in an older man, shows signs of being interested, but has mostly, a, like, a, a written correspondence with them via text, like WhatsApp messages. And when they do finally meet up, it's... Like all the stuff that happened through through text isn't really actualized in the real world. Like he's a really bad kisser. He's, uh, he's not very good in bed, and he's just like uh, he's she's she's sort of as I said gone through these mental gymnastics to try and make him into this idealized idealized version of himself. And she's done these mental gymnastics to try and like make it seem like maybe he's better than he is. Um, and that's that's kind of what the article is about from from what I've been told. But the actual film itself doesn't really relay that in a in a great way. I mean, obviously, because it's a film, you have to do things to make it bigger. You have to make the idea stretch for like ninety minutes. In in the case of this, two hours. Um, and they've done that in like a few really creative ways, like it's internal a film about how gross old men are. No, 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 no. So when I say old, she's, how old is he? She's twenty. He's thirty three. Oh, disgusting. And he's not gross in like the sense of like he doesn't look after himself or anything like that. It's just there are hints at stuff that that make it seem like maybe he hasn't grown up or maybe maybe he there listens are, to Andrew Tate. He might be one of those people. Yeah. He, he does come across like that a little bit towards the end. But um, but he always come across those guys, and they're always we had one at work for a little while, and he was a bit um, he was the dumbest. Person yeah, they all you've are. ever met. They life. aren't very smart most of the time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so um, so she starts dating him. She kisses him in a moment of like distress because they try to go to a bar. It turns out she's younger and like she can't get in. And she kisses him and she's Fucking like, America. I know, I know. <laughs> she kisses him and like, and it's just bad. 
and the it, in a really clever bit of bit of filmmaking like they've got the two actors just clearly trying to kiss each other really badly and the sounds ramped up so everything around you isn't coming through and it's just yeah it's just that the noise of someone eating really wet spaghetti <laughs> mm. and she sends her friend a message spaghetti saying, she sends a friend a message saying, kill me, kill me, kill me. He's a fucking terrible kisser. And then her friend is like, just get out of there. Just leave. And she's like, oh, but maybe I can teach him like to be a better kisser. Guys like that, right? And, um, but yeah, it's just, it gets very dark and. Was he into tongue sucking like those weird no, Japanese people? Maybe he is. But basically, when I was watching it, I think you're meant to, as, as the audience, you're meant to see, and because you kind of know what you're going into when you, when you, you buy tickets for a movie like this. But as a, as an audience member, like, you can see the red flags coming through. He doesn't really verbalize, like, anything going on in his head. He doesn't have a lot going on. They go seeing a, see a screening of Empire Strikes Back and he knows oh, certain shit, sections. Yeah. yeah, he knows certain sections off by heart and is wording them in the cinema and is ignoring them on what's supposed to be a date. And his whole thing after the film is. No, she should be impressed that he knows all the words. <laughs> so, so like he, when I put Transformers the movie on. And if I don't act impressive, oh, but really look, well. it's Unicron! It's, Get to the ship! It's our only chance. I think I'm, dun, 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 I'm dun, most dun, insulted dun, when you turn to me and you go, "You know that's awesome." <laughs> you know that's awesome. That's, that's Optimus Prime. That's Optimus Prime. The red one? No, not that red one. That red one. That meme tweet from years ago. Where someone's like in the club what? and they've got the guy next. No, they're to them watching is. a film. Someone's on a date with his girlfriend, watching a film. Because I'm watching Spider-Man something, he turns to his and goes, that's Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so anyway, yeah, so so I I kind of like this film in a weird way. Like, the initial parts of it are really intriguing and, you know, seeing how she, like, how she does sort of just sort of try and try and make sense of what's going on and, like, whether or not she's actually wanting to be in a relationship with this guy or if she's just <laughs> seeking... Seeking something that doesn't exist. Mm. And I, and then at the end it flips and it becomes like. That film, was it Catfish? Catfish is a different thing entirely, but yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's based on some MTV. Well, no, Catfish the movie was initially based on the idea of a guy meeting someone online, going to see her, and it turns out it wasn't her. And they made it into like a 10 series, multiple spin off reality TV show where they help people who have been catfished. But no, so this, so, um, the whole thing is that, like, he says, oh, I've got two cats because, um, her friend astutely puts that, like, oh, cats make someone seem safe, make someone seem like they're trustworthy. And it just all comes tumbling down. He turns out to be, like, just the exact, like, just horrible person. And then at the end, there is, like, a nice little, like, repetition of the initial meetup scenes where, like, he comes into her work and buys popcorn and then he's like, hey, give me your number and, like, maybe we'll hang out and stuff. And, like, that's, that's like repeated at the end in like a really like kind of almost chilling way. Um, but anyway, so I went to go see this with Liv and my perspective is kind of dog shit because I'm a bloke and we don't have the best radar for like when people are being problematic with women because obviously that's in like a one-on-one scenario. So if you hear your friend is like a kind of a shithill from a woman, that's when you get first wind of it because you're never in those situations with those people. So you never really find out. So I've not experienced being a female in the dating world. Liv has and like it was very interesting are you older than Liv yeah hmm what do you mean hmm. only about only about like two years hmm a bit of an age gap 
There's always a bit. Of you should always be exactly the same age. As you should always die at the exact same moment. That clock on your arm in the. You're going to be the exact same age. Yeah. Otherwise, it's a bit but, creepy. So it lives. Lives perspective. Unless they're on this, like eighteen, in which case it's <laughs> hot. Lives perspective on this was 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 a lot more interesting. And in hearing her thoughts on this were were really really um, just way more in depth than than anything that I I realized. And it and it's because of that like sort of lived experience of having the the. Um, the difficult situation, I guess, of, of having those mental gymnastics play out, wanting to meet someone, but at the same time, like, you know, having to find these things out about people and, and sort of work your way around these red flags that you see, or maybe ignoring the red flags altogether and saying, oh, maybe it's just I misheard something. And the mental gymnastics, that idea of mental gymnastics, constantly trying to adjust things to, to fit this, this hope, this 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 um, expectation, and what's really interesting is that, like, whereas I thought that there is a moment of ex- extreme violence that is jarring, and whereas I saw that as the people making the film trying to justify prior behaviour, she she really astutely put that it, it sort of n- it negates those previous behaviours. Like he calls her a whore by a text, and he like sends her these fucking rambling messages. Because after yeah, they sleep together, after they sleep together, he just he becomes a little bit unhinged. He sees her out and about with her friends, and he's like, "I saw you out and about. Are you fucking that guy?" And just becomes really unhinged. And that's obviously like I can see that as being like fucking that's a very realistic weirdos. portrayal of people that can't handle rejection. And and I thought to myself like, okay, and then the escalation of that is sort of. It's not hinted at prior, so that's why I thought it was jarring. But but Liv was saying that like that's normal behaviour for men. But as soon as you introduce this extreme moment of violence, you you can sort of wash that away, and people won't take that as this is a warning sign they could be violent. They'll take it as oh this guy was a psychopath. That's why he was like that. That's yeah. why that was so worrying. And instead of instead of it being like this is all bad. Because they made a bad decision making this film, all this behaviour before can't be just washed away. It's bad. It's all bad. And I think that that's really interesting. It's such a such a clever way of putting it because I didn't see that. I almost... After the film... You didn't I, see when he called her a whore that it was bad. <laughs> no, no. After the film, I compared him to a Jason-style murderer because at the end of the film, he just disappears. He just ups and leaves. And I was like, he could almost be like a Jason-style killer. He just turns up. Because he takes one hell of a beating at the end. And he could just turn up and be like, I'm dating another one. And like, we are introduced to him as this like, almost like a new horror movie character. And I said that as a joke, half like joking, but that's what a studio would do if this, if this was more successful. But, um, but like, even, even me, I'm, I'm going like, oh, I forgot not about the problematic behaviour before, but in my head, that's part of this whole psychopath character. And so I had fallen into the trap that she had so easily circumvented with, you know, what she said. Like, we're we're looking at this person as a whole and their actions before as part of this, like, psychopath. We're not looking at the actions before as something that's a realistic portrayal of dating. Like, women probably do put up with that sort of shit all the fucking time. There's a point where she's walking home alone and the lights are flickering, and she's just like, oh, no, I can't fucking do this. I yeah, can't. you've got to be careful. You can wander into a new metal music video if you're not or careful. Or Silent Hill. No, that's, that's more of a new metal music video. Or There's, Silent Hill. I will be going over this when I eventually make my new metal music video. <laughs> video. But girls is that, is walking home be, at night is like in the creepy dark is a trope. Isn't that like every Evanescence song? There's a whole bunch. Of, it's, it's all sorts. There's like a, there's at least two I couple. I think Tattoo did a couple as well. Tattoo's not new metal. But... 
fake but, lesbians. Um, but no, just just insane. Like the the stuff that they get in this, and there are like a couple of reveals that are really interesting. Like at one point, she sees a sh- what she thinks is a stray dog, and she's bringing it inside, and she has a dream that night that a dog's killed the TA. But the TA catches her before she can take it back to her room and tells her to leave it outside. But as she's walking down the corridor, she's like, oh, I'm sorry, Bunny, and walks, walks him back out. And then she goes back to her room and has a nightmare where the TA's head is on the ground and the dog's chewing on it. And I was just like, okay, that's something. And like, yeah, just, just all, all bits Man, and pieces. Was it a dog or not? Pun? Was it a dog or not? It was a dog. No, oh, it wasn't. But it turns out it's the guy may have been stalking her for a lot longer mm. than just their interactions. Like, he may have seen her oh, yeah, work probably. and she didn't notice him. And so, like, again, like, really probo behaviour that guys probably fucking do. And at one point, he does yeah. try and justify this stuff, like, with one of those incelly rants off the internet where he's like, "I, it could have been our love story. It could have been, like, a funny story where I was just, like, trying to meet you and I was trying to bump into you. And it's like, yeah. stalking someone so you can try and bump into them isn't a cute story. That's fucked. Do you remember the... The time the Queen met her husband when she was 13. And her cousin. Yeah. That's the sort of thing that happens. There is... That's romantic. There's something that me and Liv started saying as a joke, and that is the bar is in hell. Because the bar for what it what constitutes a good man is in hell. And even even with the bar in hell, there are so many examples of people doing shitty things. Um, but Cat Person, sadly, isn't the story that you want it to be to tell... You know, give the warning signs to like be like this happens. It's it's just like it's not. It fails to really. It, it fails at the last hurdle as well, which is the most frustrating thing. Like the fact that it just becomes a schlocky, almost like horror movie esque final girl moment at the end when it just didn't need to be. And there are moments where it tries to almost be silly with a violence, but it's really fucking jarring and just just not very well done. Violence is silly. Anyway, it's a Matthew Modine. Like it's right down the middle. It's fifty fifty. Like and disrespect. Matthew I'm gonna have Modine. I'm gonna have more things I think to say about it in future. But it just like it was just jarring to to hear like someone say, "Oh yeah, like those things are accurate." But then this happens and it negates. Yeah, guys, everything guys that is are like fucking weirdos. Pun. Guys are fucking weirdos. Yeah, yeah. Like really extremely weird and horrible people. And like. The texting thing, like, I found that really fucking creepy. And I've, well, saying that during my online dating, I did have that fucking strange person message me and she was like, oh, I guess, I guess you don't want to get to know me and stuff like that. And I was like, I sent you one message. And like, and then I was on another dating app and we connected again because I was just, this was one of the ones where I was just like, okay, okay, okay. And not really reading the profile, just looking at pictures. And I connected to this person again, and they sent me a message saying, hey, we matched on this other one, and I just didn't answer it in, like, a week because I didn't really pay attention to them to a point. And she just sent me another message saying, oh, I guess this is why we didn't match on the other one then. All right, well, I hope you have a nice life. And I was like, why does that sound like you're going to murder me? And I've just realised that that's, like, to women, that's an okay result because that's just someone leaving them the fuck alone. And to me, that was the creepiest I got. Oh, actually, no, there was creepier, but less said about that. But anyway, um, but yeah, uh, Matthew Modine. Um, I think there are some interesting things in here. Uh, actually, the casting's really good, and like the cinematography is good, and some of the shots are really well done. Did they They're hire just... an actual creepy man? Pardon? Did they hire an actual creepy man? No, it was cousin Greg from from uh, Succession. Cousin um, Greg. Yeah, I can't remember his fucking name, but he's like a six foot four guy. He's 
And he's like, at one point, I'm pretty sure he's wearing a fat suit, or they just don't put on a little bit of weight. But, like, there are scenes that are unflattering to him, but for the most part, like, that's not what you're focusing on because he is just being quite... They should have got old Greg from Mighty Boosh. Yeah. Um, he shines his balls. But, yeah, like, it just... Just um, really fucking interesting, but in, like, in a way that just... It doesn't nail the dismount so much that it kind of ruins everything that went before it. Which is a bit of a shame. Anyway, on your review... You didn't talk about what superpowers cat person has. <laughs> the power to be a victim to a really fucking gross dude. I think, isn't the dude meant to be the cat person, though? Yeah, but I... I it turns out he does have cats. Yeah, that's the in point. In a really confusing moment in the film, she goes to run away from him. She opens a door, which leads down to his basement, and two cats come out. And I went... Is that a really clumsy metaphor for the cats being out of the bag? Like, the fact that he's violent being now proven and all our worst dreams come true? Because why would he have cats in his basement? You'd keep them down there. Why would you let them walk around the house? They'd poo everywhere. You have a cat litter tray for cats. Well, what litter tray am I meant to use? You're meant to use the dog litter tray. Oh, yeah. And then the dog uses the shower. Yeah. And then you use it as soap. (laughs) (laughs) You're dutty, you're morning brown. <laughs> um, yeah, your review, Ant. Fuck you. What, what Transformers are you going to talk about today? I'm talking about Transformers. Are you not? No, why not? would I talk about Transformers? Okay. Are you fucking... Because fucking, this one, I've already written and recorded a review. That'll be going up on uh, YouTube when I get around to editing it. I've got to still record a little bit extra. Do you want to make your stop motion video? What? Do you want to make your stop motion video? What? Do you want to make your stop motion video? No. Oh. Fuck off. Fuck off with that shit. Fucking, fucking, fucking... Uh, um, I didn't talk about Evil West, did I? No. Yeah, it's pretty good, decent. It's all right. Evil West. Did I not talk about Evil West last time? I don't think so. Do you want to check? I don't know. I can't remember. I don't feel like I did. No. Well, you didn't talk much about your PS5 last, last week. Nah. You got it. Yeah, I'm not going to it last time. But Evil West. Um, that came out, like, about a year ago. And it's it's a game where you punch monsters it was really hard. It was wasn't it? It's about this time last year, I think. Yeah. Okay. Um, but you punch monsters. You're a Wild West man, and you got a big mechanical arm thing on. It's like a <laughs> sort of like a gauntlet with pistons and shit. I think it's like using steam power magic or some shit. Okay. Big old knuckle dusters on it. You work yeah. for some company. It's like a secret organization company. Are you missing that arm? No, no. It's a. It's a. It's around. It goes over arm. your hand. Yeah, but everyone's just a big bulky man, and a bit like a Hellboy. Yeah, but it's like your special magic arm. Okay, bit like but, um, a you can punch things and you can yeah. shoot things. Okay, but you're dealing with vampires. Oh, cool! Um, so you get to shoot lots of vampires, and they have got little monsters and stuff, and they've all got their own ways of fighting. Some enemies you have to parry attacks and you know dodge things, and oh, okay. it's got combat's kind of similar to God of War, like yeah. the newer ones. Oh, very, okay, you know where the camera's quite close to you, and it's all R one R one tap tap tap. What are you looking at now? I was just looking at you, you games over there. Yeah, I got games. Well, whatever. Yeah, we've all got games. Yeah, but anyway, this is quite fun. This it's got um, it's it's one of these things where it's like set in alternate history, and there's like, oh yeah, we stopped this assassination on this president before because when vampires tried to get him and shit. Um, you know, and it's all right. It's decent. It's it's very linear. Like it's one of those games where you only walk down like certain paths, and there's not much branching off the path and doing any exploration or anything. Yeah. It's one of those games where they've, like, 
they've clearly not got as much of a budget as the bigger ones. They've they've roped it in as much yeah. as they can to get the most out of it. Kind of like you know those guys who did that Terminator game. Yeah, where like it did, you know, it didn't have the massive budget of Fallout, and they just did what they could with what they had. Well, they had the licensing for the weapons and the sound, and then they were like everything else we could just walk away with. Hmm. But and it, that was really good. That Terminator, yeah, Terminator was. Rad. Is that the same company that have done the Robocop? Yeah, oh. yeah, they did that Rambo game as well. Oh, the bad one. Yeah, <laughs> the, the, the fucking the on rail shooter. Practically, yeah, it's all oh very good. Um, but no, they, they this this um, Eve West. I don't know what else these guys have made. They just sort of came out of nowhere. Um, is it Thrive Entertainment or whatever it is? I don't fucking know. They, the thing is with PlayStation 5 is that you don't see the title, the logos at the start anymore. No, yeah, good You just don't jump straight into the games half the time. It's Focus Entertainment, but it was they're, they're Flying Wild it. Hog. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what they made. But um, it's kind of, it reminds me of Nightmare Creatures on the PS1. It but it was like Wild West. It reminds me a little bit of aesthetically. Because nah. the character models, I guess. Darkseid has got a very cartoony freaking... Todd McFarlane looking look where it was Todd McFarlane well, they did Shadow Warrior 1 and 2 Shadow Warrior Hard Reset Redux mm. um, and uh, oddly enough Trek to Yumi yeah yeah but um, no it reminds me of Nightmare Creatures which no one fucking ever talks about that's not true they just the, what's his name just did one didn't he what um, that guy that you watch um, I don't watch any of those guys you know the one no idea. Um, Shadow Warrior 3 they did as well. Oh, these guys do some quite good stuff. Yeah. Shadow Warrior 3 is meant to be really good. I got it. No, I haven't played it yet, but it's meant to be really good. Everything's meant to be good. Well, no, I don't think that's the case. That new King Kong game I don't think was meant to be good. I think they, well, they only got given a year to make it, didn't they? Yeah, that's true. Um, but no, Nightmare Creatures was a PS1 game. It was like Victorian setting and you fought demons and vampires and monsters and with a, with a stage. Well. Probably, I don't care. It's a PS1 game. It's a PS1 game. But you you fight monsters and stuff, and it's the same sort of thing. It feels like it like set in like the new the Wild West chapter of that organization or something, mm. where there's like conspiracy theories and secret organizations and rituals and things being built under the ground and all this sort of stuff. It's very very similar, like feel to it. Gungrave is the other one that looks a bit like. Fucking just because. Some guy wears a hat doesn't mean it's like Gungrave. Well, no, he's a big chunky character model, isn't he? Fucking Gungrave. He's not like he's not like Gears of War chunky. He has more like Darksiders chunky. Darksiders chunky is tiny waist, massive shoulders. That's their that's their aesthetic. Everyone's all fucking Todd McFarland and fucking yeah. That's what he looks like on the cover. That's why we stuck with Venom being all a weird size and stuff. Venom, but um. No, 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 Evil West. It's real. Evil West is alright. It tries to have those times where you get a section where you're just talking to people and investigate stuff to make it feel like you're having a slow part in the story. Mm. You know, the, the breather between the action. But really, it's just because, you know, they don't want you watching cutscenes for 20 minutes. They want to make you feel like you've done something. Um, but it's pretty decent. It's just a right game. Yeah. I think it's fun. Yeah, it's straightforward, simple, punchy action. Um, some of the monsters are a pain in the ass. Like mm. there's there's some that just require you to like Any react a bit powers? too quickly. You got I've probably I can't remember. It's been a couple of days. You sort of no, it's all more sort of just punching the shit out of stuff. Have you put your Wii U back in the box? Not, yeah, ages ago. That's not been down there for freaking like a year and a half. Oh, that's a shame. Fucking kids today. Poor Wii U. You're a Wii U. When did you get a Wii U? When they were like a hundred quid? Uh, no, like. Did you buy one straight away? 
Yeah, not long after it came out. Oh. Yeah, I bought one account. They're still a hundred quid. They're fucking expensive now. A hundred quid's not expensive. <laughs> that is a hundred quid's expensive. You fucking yuppie. <laughs> Paying for your chips with a checkbook. Fucking. <laughs> you just fucking throw do. your checkbook at someone and be like, give me the fucking chips. That's what you're like, fucking. That's what I'm like. Driving your Tesla. I would not drive a Tesla. No. no I don't. No. I, I want to live. I don't want to die. Um, but no, either way, it's enjoyable. Is it? It's it's Wild West. Yeah, Wild West punchy vampires. And is it Wiki Wild Wild or is it just Wiki Wild? I mean, it's not either of those really. I mean, is there's it no rap not, songs. It's not Wiki it's Wiki Wild grim. Wild West, Jim West, Desperado, it's Rough Rider. Because no, you don't want Nana. Because a lot of it's is. set in daytime and stuff, and obviously you can't have vampires running around daytime. So yeah. the vampires, the vampires have familiars, and you're fighting lots of Renfields. Have you not seen? Basically, have you not seen? But they're Wild West Blade? Renfields, so they're all grim. Have you not seen Blade? Blade's a unique situation. Sun cream. They don't wear sun cream. They do. Deacon Frost matter. goes out in the sun. He goes, yeah, it's funny, isn't it? Wear around for sun cream to come up. Because he's got a girl in his arm. He throws her in the front of the bus. Mm. She might be dead. Or maybe not. I don't know. Just, just, I'm not a fucking doctor. Yeah, Deacon Frost, he's wearing sun cream. Yeah, that wouldn't really probably help a vampire. Yeah, because eyes. Yeah. Like, <sighs> I mean, it's more of a magical situation when it comes to the sunlight. It's not necessarily the... Because it's purifying. UV. It's, it's so that's more why God's so light is... No, no, no. It's purifying. It's meant to be like really low-key bad medical ideas. Yeah. That's why silver also works. Silver is apparently a disinfectant. Silver's for werewolves. And for vampires. Vampires is just staking for the heart and shit. No, garlic, which was also medicinal. Garlic. The garlic, the garlic thing's bullshit. Do you know this? Yeah. How? Because vampires friggin' told me. No, I've seen The Lost Boys. Garlic works. Lost Boys is a great movie. One vampire had an allergy to garlic and it starts a whole (laughs) friggin' like nonsense bullshit. Like, of course garlic wouldn't do anything to him. Well, again, it's like bad medical advice from the time. They, They just, like, a lot of the stories treat vampirism as a virus, so they have garlic as, like, that's where a lot of the... A lot of the ideas on how to defeat come from. That and holy water, but holy water meant to be like because of purifying using God's power. I don't think they still had that knocking about back then. Religion. Is it my review now? No. Right. I like the bit in Evil West when you punch the big monsters and their like faces. Do you have finishers? Yeah, you can do like special combo finishes and all this sort yeah. of stuff and smack things around and. Do you it's get just, like? Just... Do you get a shotty? Yeah, I think you have, yeah, you've got a little shotgun you can pull out and shoot. Oh. There's like uh, moments when the enemies, if enemies that fire at you, they'll have a, like a a little ring appears, and if you shoot them just as it goes red, you like shoot their gun hand or whatever they're shooting with, and it blows it up. Oh, cool! So if you got a guy, you know, pulls a gun in your quick draw, and yeah. you shoot him just as it goes red, it blows his whole arm up. Oh, because I guess you've shot his bullet Does he live or something. That? No, you can just shoot, well for a minute, not long. Because I'm gonna. Yeah, punch you can him go again. There and punch him. Smooth. Yeah. Alright. Um, cool. Yeah, it's an alright game. But that's it. It's very linear, very straightforward. Well, it feels like a nice, nice mid tier. Yeah, it feels like a bit thing. of a throwback now. You don't really get focused. stuff like that now. Everything's friggin' massive. Yeah, now. everything's too big. It's good times. Hmm. So, Evil West. Uh, you should get it. Or wait until it inevitably turns up on Game Pass because it's that sort of game that will be on Game Pass at some point. Yeah, I guess, yeah. What's that other one that keeps. 
Weird West that keeps coming up on. Oh, things. it's really good that game. I think it's. I think I got it on a humble bundle. Yeah, it's mm. really good. That's like a top-down isometric style thing, but yeah, it's it like just old-school like, twin-stick style combat. Yeah. What's the one that's like? Is it Hard West? That's the one that's like XCOM. Yeah, Hard West is the XCOM one. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, all right. Well, um, I forgot to mention sad news, but it ties into my review, so I'm gonna go ahead and, and quickly speak about um, oh, sad news. Matthew Perry died, didn't he? The other Perry. Chandler from Friends. That's they weren't Perry's. related, were they? No, of I was going to say, fucking... Um, but yeah, Matthew Perry, Chandler from Friends died. And although I'm not a fan of Friends, like... Uh, yeah, you don't sad. like any... You don't, you don't have any friends. I'll be there for you. Do you want to have um, the single of that? No. I've got the single. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's on a CD that looks like a vi- it's got a vinyl yeah. thing on it because uh, uh, the remembrance. Can't, yeah, you can't play it on a vinyl. Though. No, you can't mm-hmm. play it on a vinyl. You tried that, and now you can't yeah. play the CD player. I'm pretty sure there is a CD that you can play on vinyl. I'm pretty sure it's got grooves moulded into the top of it. Yeah, but why would you do that? Because the foil. No, because it's on the it's not on the other side. It's on the top on the label. No, side. but I know. But like the foil, like eventually that's going to get through and just ruin both. It'd be fine if it's thick enough. Hmm. Anyway, um, yeah, Matthew Perry died. That's sad, isn't it? And were you a big fan of Friends in the nineties when you were twenty five years yeah, I've old? Watched, uh, fucking the nineties. Fucking, I watched it back in the days. I used to I rent the videos from Apollo Video and watch them. Yeah, because it was either you wait for Channel Four to repeat the episodes, or oh, you, okay. you, you know, you rent the videos them. and watch four episodes at a time. <coughs> pivot. That's the one. That's the one famous one, isn't it? Yeah. Pivot. Yeah, pivot. Yeah. Pivot. I heard I'm really good I'm really good get in there early with the bad jokes they said there's no suspicion of foul play yeah right because of the duck and chicken because the ducks and chicken yeah <laughs> yeah they were spoken they weren't at the scene were they yeah. no no mm. no do you remember the episode where they got the duck and the chicken yeah and they they got a, got into the foosball table and they had to destroy the foosball table to get the duck and the check out oh in the, in the canoes yeah they, they, they didn't have a sofa they didn't have any furniture yeah, because they got robbed or something. I don't remember. I never watched Friends. Remember Chandler's weird roommate? Yeah, who was played by what's his name from uh, from Prophecy? And the one who liked um, things that melt. No, that's um, Phoebe's brother, wasn't he? Yeah, he liked things yeah that Giovanni melt. Ribisi. Yeah, the other Chandler's roommate was into was it dehydrating things? Maybe. Yeah, he had like a thing he was yeah. into. I can't remember. Anyway, um, but yeah, that was very sad news. And uh, Chandler was in Fallout New Vegas. Yeah. Which... Um, the whole nine yards. Whole nine yards with and Bruce the Willis. whole nine yards too. No, the whole ten yards. Whole ten yards. Fucking you and your memory are going out the window. The whole nine yards too. And they, they met up, they met up, didn't they? It was him and Amanda Peet playing a couple in the whole ten yards. Oh yeah, Amanda Peet. And the whole nine yards. And then what did they what did they team up for again? They were in, a, in Friends. No, Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip. Oh, yeah. Aaron Sorkin's other TV show oh. that no one likes, but oh. I kind of like. Does it have them walking and talking? Yeah, it's got a bunch of walking and fucking talking out. Of course yeah. it does. Aaron Sorkin wrote it. So you're it. reviewing Ma- Matt Perry's... No, I was going to... So he was in Fallout New Vegas. Yeah. And I watched Killers of the Flower Moon. Oh, I can see the, yeah, the link there, yeah. Yeah, because they're both in America. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I forgot to mention he died. I felt bad that we didn't mention it before the podcast episode. So that's our tribute to Matthew Perry. <laughs> anyway, Killers of the Flower Moon. It's a really good film by Martin Scorsese about 
the Osage tribe in America. Martin Scorsese made a really good film, did he? And your outburst. This is cinema. Your outburst. This is cinema. He said that about Morbius in that fake tweet. <laughs> that Tyrese was like, thank you, man, I love your movies. <laughs> anyway, Martin Scorsese's made a new film called Killers of the Flower Moon, which is in a in a slight sort of pivot. And pivot. We did we did a we did a little callback. It's like pivot from his normal films. It's not really about gangsters so much as it's about. He doesn't just make films about gangsters. <laughs> Recently, he's mostly made films about gangsters. He did one about a bunch of priests a few years ago. He did one about a bunch of kids hanging out in a fucking train station. Look, listen, listen. Those priests were less than half of his films were about gangsters. Those priests were pretty gangster. Fucking. (laughs) Are you saying those kids weren't g'd up? (laughs) All right, Martin Scorsese, famous filmmaker, made some of the some of the greatest films of the last fifty years. Right, fifty years. He's been in cinema for the last fifty years. Right. Yeah. Yeah, around 50 years. I mean, his first short films are like early 60s, 60s and stuff. Yeah, he did that like, one about his mum and everything. But you yeah. can get a collection of his short films on um, on DVD. Oh, really? On Blu-ray. I got them for good Dave Wag. Oh, cool. Score, 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 score. Anyway, um, so yeah, for the last 50 years, he's made some of the some of the greatest films, you know, uh, in cinema. Like, uh, he's he's made one of my personal favourite films, Goodfellas. I think that's an incredible movie. Um and and also silence, which I think you you just mentioned, the priest film is incredibly underrated. I think people really need to check that out. It's about like Jesuit priests traveling through Japan in the early early feudal days, trying to convert people to Christianity. Fucking idiots! It's fucking insane. Um, but anyway, so well, Wolf of Wall Street isn't about gangsters. It's about gangsters, Ant. About criminals. It's about criminal gangsters. gangsters. Look, they're an organized crime group gangsters did an episode of boardwalk empire oh he did the first episode that's about gangsters yeah it's a good film a good shutter film. island there's a mediocre film <laughs> yeah it's a bad movie um so anyway so um killers of flower moon is about the osage county uh well, the osage tribe who what was the michael jackson video he directed oh monsters or was that no uh, that was zemeckis wasn't it monsters monsters there's a Michael Jackson video called Monsters or Ghosts or something some shit oh Ghosts would probably that sounds like a Zemeckis thing to do I think that was Zemeckis did Scorsese direct bad remember the time Uh, I think it was bad anyway so um, so yeah so Killers of Flower Moon it was bad so the Osage the Osage tribe are relocated from their land the land that they've been relocated to just so happens to have oil and they've been gifted it by the Americans after their land was reappropriated. So they've been given this land. Turns out there's oil. For a brief moment in time, they were the richest group of people in the world because they had access to this oil on this land. But because they were Native Americans and America's a racist country, what they did was they would have people working as their, um, not concierge, but as like, a, a, not a benefactor either, but they basically just babied their money. So if someone wanted something, so they would have to go and ask for their money to buy something. So they would have to go and confirm the amount with whoever their, their, um, like a banker, but it was a banker that you had to ask permission to actually take your own fucking money out. So <laughs> like my wife. <laughs> <Hooray>! <laughs> um, so yeah, so, um, and it's a really interesting story. So Leonardo DiCaprio comes back because he, he's, 
injured in war. You find out that he had a hernia, or it sounds like a hernia, his gut tore, so he had to be sent back. And he was a chef. He wasn't even on the front lines. He was just kind of lazy and did whatever he could to get money. And it's like, in this, he says, I'm, I'm greedy, I like money, and I like making it in the easiest possible way. And he's just spineless and a fucking, like a, just, just like a, a useless piece of shit. Like he's, he's at the whim of his uncle, played by Robert De Niro. And his uncle goes, we'll get you a job. We'll get you, we'll get you like, we'll get you a job. We'll get you sorted. We'll get you situated. And then from there, like, we'll look after you. Money's easy to come by. It's one of the things he says. So he. It's America. It's the land of dreams. So he gets. There's no cats in America. He gets him a job as a driver. Hmm. And he meets a lady named Molly. And Molly's been previously married. She is she is what they call a full blood Indian. Um, so she has land rights. So she's very wealthy. And Leonardo DiCaprio kind of falls for her. Like he's like he's like he's flowing with her. It's very sweet. There's a romance, and they eventually do get together. They get married. He becomes like sort of like becomes wealthy as he wanted, and he but he is constantly manipulated by Robert De Niro to do things to sort of. To, to secure the land rights for his family, for him, for the white people. And there's like tons of this has been going on. So you see throughout the film scenes of people being murdered, just outright, just like fucking, there's one scene where a woman, a Native American woman, is walking out of a house with her baby, puts her baby in the stroller, and the guy in the house just points a gun out a window and shoots her, goes out of his front door, puts the gun in her hand in broad daylight puts the gun in her hand and then takes the baby back into the house and it's ruled as a suicide because no one's investigating any of these people dying she had the gun in her hand so the story the story initially so Martin Scorsese initially wanted to tell the story of how the FBI was formed because basically over the course of of decades a bunch of these Native American people have been murdered just outright and there's been no investigation. Like, no one has investigated any of these crimes. No one's checked any of the evidence. They've just been murdered. And the, like, the town's behind it because Robert De Niro is, like, basically controlling and, and creating all these schemes to kill people and then putting white people in relationships with the Native American women to sort of, could, like, cement these lands for those families. And it's, and it's just fucking dark. And they're all evil people and they're horrible people. And Leonardo DiCaprio, like, throughout the film, he is very good. Like, he's, he seems like an actual loving husband with his wife. And he's like constantly there for, he's not, it's not like the traditional, um, traditional idea of someone who's in like semi organized crime. Like, it's more, he's not cheating on her. He's not sleeping around. He is with his wife. He has kids with her. He loves her deeply, but he keeps doing shit to like sort of get her family members killed. And towards the end, there's a scene where he's like, where he realizes that his family's just fucking, he's not getting them back. There's like a weird, hopeful stupidity to him where he's like, Oh, Molly, no, I'm, I'm going to like make sure they all go away for a long time and people pay for their crimes. They don't. And I'm going to do all this and I'm going to do all that. He doesn't. And then it's revealed like he was involved in her sister's murder, who she loved. And he's like, he's like, Oh, I thought I could just come on. Like, and it's all just, Everyone in it is incredible. The film is incredible. It's three and a half hours long. It's going to streaming soon, so it won't be available in cinemas very long. Maybe not even by the time that this review actually goes up. But it's fucking incredible. The sound's incredible. It's shot beautifully. Everyone, like, here's the thing with Martin Scorsese. He's like, what, 86 now? 
81. 81 now? Today, I thought he was older than that, but he's 81 now, and he is more energy and more more like active framing and scenes that are shot incredibly than any other director. Like Martin Scorsese, co-star of Shark Tale. You look at things like you look at things like The Wolf of Wall Street made what, ten years ago now, nine years ago? Mm. And that's bustling with energy. It's like it's like it's like seeing chemical reactions on screen, just things exploding and combining. And this is much the same, but it's such a such a slow, quiet sadness to everything that happens in this. Like there's one character who's described as as having depression, but back then they didn't call it depression, they called it he's a melancholic. And he's trying to kill himself a bunch of times. And so Robert De Niro's taken out an insurance policy on him. So he has to keep this suicidal person alive. And the guy's like, give me a knife, give me a gun, I'm going to end it all. And they're like, no, 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 you just need some whiskey, that'll cheat. And they start fucking liquoring him up. And then, like, it just, like, Leonardo DiCaprio gets involved in the scheme and fucks it up, of course, so the insurance policy doesn't get paid out. And it's just, like, it's shit like that where you're just like, Leonardo DiCaprio just fucking stuff up. There's a really, really fucking funny scene where they're going over, like, they're basically collecting all the evidence. The last half of the movie is essentially the FBI finally getting involved and investigating all these horrible things that have happened. And there's one guy that they, they pinpoint, and he's just an evil dumbass. And he's like, he he walks into like a, like they've got a flashback where he walks into a lawyer's office and he goes, I'm just wondering if I was to adopt those children and they were to suddenly die in an accident, would I then retain the land rights from my previous wife? And the lawyer just tells him, he goes, I'm going to tell you this now. It seems like you're planning to adopt those children and then murder them so that you can retain the land rights that used to belong to your wife. And the guy just turns to him and goes, well, I'm not going to do it if I'm not going to get the land. <laughs> Huh. You're pure evil. <laughs> You're just pure evil, aren't you? But it's not, it's like just day to day shit. Like there's one character that they say to him, Are you gonna, like, if we pay you, would you kill this guy? And he goes, oh, I'm not into that sort of business. It's like, would it make a difference if it was a Native American person? And he goes, Well, that's a different story. Hmm. Just fucking dark and evil, man. But yeah, really fucking good. Like an incredible film. I haven't stopped thinking about it. Like the ending, the way that they end it is like, anticlimactic in a way that's very very interesting like unlike cat well, they don't like, have a massive great big fight with a big blue beam going no 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 space you know like you know like where you'd expect the bombastic court scenes and stuff uh, none of that I just want a big fist fight with aliens invading New York and stuff well then I've that's true cinema cowboys and aliens mate oh fucking cinema <laughs> but no I actually like cowboys and aliens Daniel, Daniel Craig giving as little shits as possible. I know that's what I like about it, and it's got Walton Goggins in it. Um, I, I really like Kills of a Flower Moon. It's a Tom Atkins. It's a beautifully made film. It's an incredible film. Um, you got you've got Leonardo DiCaprio doing real good it's sad Joe face Pesci film. in it. I wish oh. as a Native American that'd be great. Maybe what's happened between him and Martin Scorsese? He's not got a role in this. What's who's he going to play? Freaking the FBI one agent, one of the Native Americans. He's not that big. Yeah, it's fine. No, um, play the baby that got put. Joe Pesci is incredible in the Irishman. I'm never going to stop talking about Joe Pesci in the Irishman and that like fucking that heartbreaking scene at the end that mirrors the beginning where they're like they go to the Italian restaurant. This is in the Irishman. This isn't in Killers of Flower Moon. That's a Tom Atkins. Killers of Flower Moon is a Tom Atkins. It's a great film. When it's released on streaming, it's not going to be the same. I think seeing it in a cinema because the fucking it is like giant empty space vistas that are like looking lived in. Like there's old cars and. It's just beautifully shot and everything's framed so great and the sound's fucking incredible and just such a good experience. Anyway, um, but yeah, The Irishman, there's a really nice scene at the beginning 
where they have like this little ritual where b- during dinner, when they go to the Italian restaurant together, they're ripping bread, like tearing bread, and they dip it in like really expensive wine, and they're eating the wine, and like drinking wine, just having like this really like elegant way of having like very, um, of, of, um, like, um, food that you expect like very poor people to have like something that someone would sustain mm. themselves on if they didn't have much money and it's like this like decadence this decadence mixed with the wine yeah, like yeah, the yeah, decadence yeah. of the wine mixed in with like the simplicity of the bread this Italian loaf they're just ripping with like small chunks and at the end Joe Pesci is a very old man they're still doing this ritual in prison but they've got like non-alcoholic grape juice and Joe Pesci's like Joe Pesci's like leave my bread in there a little bit longer because I've not really got the teeth to chew it anymore and you're just like oh this is Fucking so heartbreaking. Do you have a cheer No, it's not cheer batter. It's just like a really uh, shit like. I like a baguette. Pantone. It's like a shit baguette yeah. at the end. Yeah, yeah, but really incredible film. But like, yeah, Martin Scorsese is just fucking what a director. Like, just yeah, RIP Marty. Don't say that. <laughs> don't say that. <laughs> now he's gonna direct a Marvel film. <laughs> he's directing um Star Star Lord Captain Britain. He's directing Captain Britain. Do I amuse you? <laughs> There's got to be a Marvel set of characters they could force a film out of where they're like criminals and that's their gimmick that they're like a gang of thieves. No, no, it can't be that good. It has to be like it has to be like a fucking team, a team of thieves or some shit, a team of gangsters who like happen to have superpowers. And then they get him, and you get loads of Marvel YouTubers going, oh, yeah, well, Scorsese's got some history of doing, you know, gangster films, so he's perfect for such a prestigious film as Tombstone this. Tombstone and Hammerhead. Tombstone, yeah, Tombstone and Hammerhead, the movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember they did that Joker movie, and it was just fucking... Yeah. Do you remember that was produced? Baby's first Scorsese movie. Yeah. And fucking... Because he had his name attached to that, because originally they were trying to get him to direct it, weren't they? And he was like, fuck off. <laughs> Such a bad script as well. People love that movie. Uh, didn't you like it fine. when it came out? Yeah, look, here I we watched go. it. I didn't watch it when it came out. I watched it like a year oh, later. Okay. But I was like, it's a, it's an okay movie, but it's like baby's first serious it's film. It's not even an okay movie. It's Zazie Beats in it. She's um, yeah, that's the best part of it. Yeah, and that little guy. I like when um when Joker kills the thing. The little guy goes, "No, you can go. You can, you can go." Just runs. Uh, he's fun. But um, Joker isn't like that though. Like that's kind of the problem. It's like they they treat him like yeah, he's, he's not, just mean spirit. He's not the Joker yet. We're finding out. Oh, how he he's not the Joker yet. The he's Joker. not going to be ready to kill Batman yeah. yet. There's that bit where he's like, "I'm going to become the Joker," and he fucking shoots Robert. There's a point here where he looks at he looks at someone. He points to himself and he goes, "I'm Joker now." Anyway, people should watch King of Comedy instead. That's a great movie. <laughs> That's Joker before Joker. If you're going to watch two films that like are better versions of um, Joker, watch You Were Never Really Here, starring Jacqueline Phoenix, uh, which is about a man who is ex-military, looking after his disabled mum, who goes on a violent bender to try and save a little girl. Essentially the plot of Joker, but with an actual storyline. Or King of Comedy, where Robert De Niro does the Joker thing. But Good! <laughs> Should do um. Just don't watch the Joker. Just fucking watch Batman. Watch the Batman. So much. Or read Trey Jokers. Trust, trust Jokers. What Trey Jokers? Free Jokers, the comic. Trey Jokers. That fucking Free Jokers thing is the dumbest fucking shit. It's DC. DC, don't miss and dumb crap, man. Hey, Suicide Squad twenty sixteen was just misunderstood. It's a good movie. Mm. One day we'll get the Aya cut. 
Mm. And release the Aya cut. They're going to do the Free Jokers thing in the DC films, aren't they? Yeah. Because they've got Jared Leto on retain. They've got, you know, his contract. They need to use him again. Oh, is he not? Um... And they've got Joaquin Phoenix. And they've got Barry Kagan. You're going to get fucking free Jokers. It's going to happen. They're going to do Joker in multiverse movie. Where they team up to take down an evil Joker. Trey Jokers. Mm. Mm. Your review, Ant. Fucking this attitude of yours making me forget. You review, Ant. Review stuff. What am I supposed to review? Fucking, fucking nothing's finished. I reviewed Ahsoka the other week, didn't I? That was f- Ahsoka. I've just I've only got three things. Oh, and, and Spider Man. I didn't do anything the last week. I mean, did you not watch anything? No, I was sitting around. I mean, I, I was watching One Piece. I mean, I ain't finished that, have I? No, you don't even, you're never going to finish it. Fucking... You realise that, right? You're going to have to watch stuff other than One Piece. No, no I'm going to get through it. People keep telling me to fucking watch One Piece. There's something fans have done where they've edited the show to match the manga. So it cuts out all the filler. I'm like, fuck. No, I'm going to watch it all. You'll see. Mm. I'll fucking... I'll watch the crossover with Dragon Ball Z and Toriko and shit. Good on you, man. Fuck sticks. Oh, I got this. What is it? It's a Rodimus Prime. It's a, it's a Rodimus. They didn't have the rights... They didn't have the trademark on Rodimus Prime or Hot Rod at the time. This is now the rarest Transformer I own. It's broken. Um, Did you I'll get a refund? It. No, no, I'm going to fix it. It's no troubles. Get him to give you money back. Nah, fuck Get him to give him money back. Nah, it was still oh, sealed in the box. i those cunts on your behalf. Um, so, this is San Diego Comic Con 2005 exclusive alternators Rod- Rodimus, right? Is that like my uh, Friday the 13th figure? Yeah, but this is good. No, um, my Friday the 13th figure is better. I got this for pretty cheap. £40? £45. Quid, How much did it normally go for? About £150, £200. Oh, so, <laughs> I did pretty good. Um... And it was still sealed in the box. Mm. Good for me, because um, I, I, I want to get I want to get one of every hot rod slash Rodimus mold. Yeah, I've got a long way to go. I've got like fourteen of them now. Mm. Um, I do need to get a new G one Rodimus, but this was going to be the tricky one to get. Um, the only other one that's going to be really tricky is the the MicroMaster Rodimus, because that was never sold separately. It came with a Star Convoy figure, and that's like two hundred quid. Jesus. Um, I might try and get that next year, though. Yeah. Um, I know someone who had that and his dog at the wrong one. <laughs> uh, but this, he turns into a Ford GT. This oh, is nice. the alternators. These are the ones that are based on model cars. Like, they're all, like, they're like based on real cars, fully licensed. They've got interiors and everything. Like, like when you have them in vehicle mode, you really can't, other than the panel lines, you can't really tell they turn into anything. Hmm. I mean, if you look underneath, you'll see the robot bits there, but... They do a good job hiding it because they all have this same thing where their body's kind of thin because they have to make do, they have to try and work around having the bed of the car and the seats and the steering wheels and everything. Yeah. Um, this is my fifth. Well, technically this is my fourth alternator because it turns out one of my alternators is actually a Japanese vinyl tech toy. I don't remember buying when I brought that. but um, I don't know what any of these words mean at sometimes. The vinyl tech figures are like these, yeah, but they have die cast metal in them instead of just being all plastic. And they're worth like three, four times more. Could you not just say the metal version of this? But it's it's Binal Tech is the name of the range. But, but I don't understand Binal Tech. I don't it's just the Japanese word. Understand these it's just words? the name they had for it. Do we have a lot of Because I don't think alternators translated or something. But it, this figure's all right. It's a bit creaky to transform because it's been in a box for 20 years. Yeah. Um, 
Um, so I was a bit panicky transforming it, um, especially because one bit was broken. I have every video I've looked up about this figure. Someone said the left door broke off on mine in the box. Oh, so it's like a known, known it's issue. A, yeah. So pff, I can glue it together. I've got some um, plastic glue coming. I'm okay, gonna, cool. you know, stuff that fuses the glue together. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I can. The only thing I worry about is getting the pin back in. It might be a bit tricky because you have to put the door on there first, and then push the pin into the space, into the thing to hold it in place because the door slides back and forth so it can open oh right I see because it doesn't have like you know hinges like a real car door has that curves outwards it's... oh I see so the pin itself is what's attached to the door it's it's that pin there I've removed it from the broken piece okay I've got to put it back on so it's not too hard I can I can sort that out but this is good That the only other remold of this this is the thing the remold of this they did in Japan mm-hmm. um, is tied to the weird Transformers hentai comic, so I was like, I don't, I don't want that one. Are you sure you don't want that? It looks nicer because the plastic, instead of being bare, is painted red, and it's got the white stripes going down the middle rather than Hot Rod Rodimus's flames. Um, it does look nicer, but it also comes with a little Japanese anime girl and an audio CD um, of the hentai adventure Kiss Payers. Kiss players, which I'd rather not have. Are you sure? Right? If I could get the loose figure on its own, I'd be happy with that. Can you not find one used? The figure itself is extremely rare, so no. no. Um, I've been looking on the Japanese Mandarake website because um, one of your best little kept secrets of Japanese purchasing things is a Japanese website called Mandarake. They're quite good for getting stuff. They'll ship to the UK. Oh, really? Um, yeah, they're just a whole bunch of stores in Japan, and they um, they have all sorts of like rare shit, dirt cheap. Oh, what was it called Mandarake? Mandarake, yeah. You can use Baiyi as well if you want to order stuff from Japan. I've tried Baiyi, but it's a yeah. bit fucking confusing. Yeah, yeah. You have to pay loads extra for a lot yeah. of stuff, but you sometimes find things dirt cheap that you would never see over here. Because there's um, there's How a am I spelling Mandarake here, like Mandrake, but with Mandarake, like an extra like oh yeah. Mandarake, okay. yeah, but um. There's one figure I want to get at some point. There was a Starscream that was done. If you bought a certain HD DVD player that came with a copy of Transformers, I think Revenge of the Fallen, you got a HD DVD, like, burgundy-coloured Starscream with mm. it. And it's one of the rarest Transformers there is. And I would love one of them. Not the HD DVD player. I'd rather not have that. That's pointless. Um, although they're, they're pretty good. Do you know HD DVDs were just Blu-rays? It was, there was the exact same... Well, it was a this. yellow ray, uh, sorry, blue ray. Uh, it was a red laser versus a blue laser. No, they were exactly the same. They're the exact same discs. No, to the degree that loads of comp- some companies used to release their films on the same disc, and they would market them as dual format. But all it was was it didn't have the little bit of copy protection that stopped it running. Warner Brothers used to release their films on dual format discs hmm. in America, not over here. But they were literally the same discs, just one. You put them, but there'd be a little bit of code when you put them in a Blu-ray player, and it'll go, "This is a Blu-ray." And then it'll play it. They are straight up the same discs. They just held more, didn't they? Yeah, well, they used a different encode codec on HD DVDs for the for a while, um, but towards the end they started using the same codec as M Blu-ray. But it was just the video format was. Yeah, so looking at Blu-ray can store twenty five gig of data in a single layer disc, whilst HD DVD was only fifteen gigabytes. That was the difference I remember. Yeah, but it was the um, just the compression they used. They changed the compression after a while. Like they're literally the same discs. Look up dual format 
discs, and they just they just were they just not single layer discs doubled over? No, they just you put them in the player, and the player just doesn't read the part that tells it what sort of disc it is. He just starts playing it. It was freaking. It's the dumbest shit. There's a whole freaking format war that they did out of that. But anyway, um, alternators Rodimus, rarest figure I own now. I don't want to transform it back just in case because I've had alternators break on me before. Um, they're really nice figures though. Um, I've got four of these now. I'm going to get some more next year at TF Nation. I'll get a couple more because they go quite cheap. The regular ones, they're like twenty quid sometimes. Like that, um, the one I got over there that turns into a a cat thing. Um, that was like twenty quid, and that thing's spotless, in excellent condition. You see my Subaru one? That's one of my oldest ones. Anyway, I can't find any dual format Blu-rays. I think maybe you're thinking of the double because they used no. to do ones where they used to have Blu-rays and because even the bit rate's different. Hold on. The laser's the same. You were right about that. 405 nanometer blue violet laser. That was the same. Hold on a sec. I'll show you them because the disc, the boxes were like um... even the bit rate. Yeah, the bit rate's completely different on these, mate. Yeah, because they had different. Oh, freaking... hard coating of disc. Mandatory, optional. Dolby Digital mandatory. Dual format. Oh, that's dual format Blu-ray. Yeah. Yeah, DVD. So it came with two discs. Dual format Blu-ray DVD flipper discs. But they're, oh, um, so it's just two different sides. But no, they did them on the one. No, I couldn't. I can't find any of them. I don't think that existed because it is a different format. If like can... as much as it uses the same laser, it's like the predominant laser in the use of reading the discs. They exist. All right. Well, I'll, I'll let you keep them. looking for that. It's my review. Um, my next review is going to be Super Mario Bros. Wonder. Never heard of it. I completed this along with another game we might talk about later if you decide to talk about it. If not, then I'll talk about it next time. I don't fucking care. I don't care, Anne. I don't care about life. Anyway, I played Super Mario Wonder, which is the new 2D Mario game. No, I haven't played that. It's pretty great. You can borrow it if you want. I've completed it. Mm. Um, it yeah, it's really, really fun. Um, it's not difficult. The last, the last like, first-party platform I played from Nintendo was Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze. And that was, like fairly challenging. Like, there are a lot of frustrating moments in that game. Whereas with this, it was a fairly breezy time. It's not difficult. It's a fairly easy-to-get-through game. But it is beautiful-looking. It runs perfectly, and... There you go, I found one. And, uh... Yeah, that's just both discs in one box. Fuck you, it's not. Uh, it is. Um But yeah, like, one of the things that was most fascinating about it is the Wonder Seed side of things... There's, it looks like they've just taken every idea they could possibly find and gone, let's just give this a go. Like, there are ones where you become a blob of, like, goo and you can stick to the ceiling and you can, like, skirt around the levels. There are ones where the perspective changes so that it's top-down. What? You know, like, the Wonder Seeds just, like, completely changed the level. And then sometimes, on some levels, you'll have two completion seeds. So one where you just run the level normally and you get a seed. And the other one where you get the, the Wonder Seed, change the level and then complete the level again and there's a different end point. Mm. Um, one of the really fun ones is there's a stampede level where one of the new enemies is like this rhino thing. Yeah. It's charging yeah. and you're just on the back so like a whole group of them as they stampede and you've got to jump to get coins and stuff as they move. And they go straight through the, uh, the, the normal end point so you see the flag just get fucked up and disappear. Um, there's a couple of levels where that sort of happens and it's, it's just, it's fun, it feels very fresh, it's, um, like a lot of people say it's a return to form for Mario but it's just it's 
I mean, it looks Mario. better than New Super Mario Brothers. I thought they were kind of bland. Yeah, they're really bland. It, it like basically to make up for the fact that they were a lack, they had a lack of imagination behind. Them, Fucking Mario things. in jump when Mario jumps in New Super Mario Brothers, he covers his face. Really? Yeah, when he jumps, he brifts his right arm up. Oh, that's weird. That irritates me because Mario's pose is left arm up because it's the faces his character. You. Anyway, so Super Mario Wonder... He doesn't in Wonder. Wonder's got it right. Super Mario Wonder is a really great game. I really enjoyed it. Um, I, I I wish there was like a slightly harder mode. There's an easier mode, but there's not a slightly harder mode, which yeah. is a bit of a shame. But otherwise... They have really like fun. the challenging levels at the end. Like yeah, there's like some do. special levels you've got. Like yeah. there's a... So you've got a map that you can like sort of go around on. Yeah. And then there's like a upper map and it's like in the clouds and it's like special oh, levels yeah. you can do to do the additional oh, challenges. Having, um, 3D world when there's that whole extra yeah. map area. I never finished that bit. I should do that at some point. But yeah, like, really, really good game. I really enjoyed it. It's, like, the perfect Mario game. It feels like feels like the first time you play Super Mario World or, or Super Mario Super Mario Bros, the original one on the NES. Like, it feels like those games again. Like, it's like, oh, yeah, I know exactly what Mario can do, but as soon as you find something that's new, you're like, oh, okay. And you sort of, like, your brain just, that switch goes, this is new, give this a go. Like okay, got it. Has he got um? They're supposed to complain about the voice actor now. I don't give a shit. Yeah, yeah, I don't give a shit. <laughs> Did you see when he got announced? Yeah. You see when he announced and people were like, "No, look at his IMDb profile. He hasn't done all these things." And like, what fucking did my Charles Martinet do before freaking get old, for- get old and betray us? He's in like what's that one film where he plays a dinosaur and he gets beaten up by fucking uh, Lee Lloyd. Schreiber? I think it was. I think it was. It was one of these comedy films when Lee Schreiber... I think it was Lee Schreiber. I'm going to have a look it up. There's a one where he dresses up as like a Barney the Dinosaur parody and he just... Death to Smoochie? No, it's not. It's He just does the voice of the dinosaur character and they get into an argument in the shop and then friggin'... Lee Schreiber beats the shit out of him. I think it's Lee Schreiber. It's one of them types. One of those guys is usually in... It's got Hugh Grant in it. No, not Lee Schreiber. Big guy. Roseanne Barr's ex-husband. Tom, Tom Arnold. Goodman. Tom Arnold. Oh, Tom Arnold. Tom Arnold... Oh, Tom Arnold and Rick Moranis. No, and Hugh Grant. Tom Arnold and Hugh Grant. Yeah, fucking. In a movie together. Yes. Hold on. It wasn't Mickey Blue Eyes, was it? It was fucking. But Charles Martinet's in that, and everyone's like trying to make out the the frigging guy who's um doing the new voice hasn't got enough acting roles behind him, and you're like, he's fucking playing Mario, man. He goes, wahoo! He goes, it's me, Mario. Done. Okay. Every now and again, he goes spaghetti. It's um yeah, Super Mario Wonder, really fucking good, beautiful looking on the Switch, like a nice little swan song for the console. Because I assume we're not getting many more fir- first party games on the Switch before the Switch Two's released next year. Um, but yeah, I really fucking loved it. It was just just perfect. It'd be really funny if like the Switch Two doesn't come out yeah, and doesn't get announced great. next year. Because like in September they just released Metroid Prime Four. Because there's been so many friggin. Because even like within months of the Switch coming out, there was just constant people going, "Oh yeah, the Switch Pro's out next year and stuff," and then nothing yeah. freaking came up. And you told them from the start it wasn't happening. I think that that was partly because of the pandemic, though, because they were looking at different system on chips and stuff, weren't they? Just friggin' friggin' whatever. Um, I can't find the film. What's Tom Arnold? I swear. I don't care. And your review. Hold on. Oh, um, to Mary Wonder, I'm going to give it a Charlie's for... Uh, no, I'm going to give it Cape Blanchett. It's near perfect. Um, just a little bit more difficulty, please. No, IMDb sometimes won't let you search for stuff. Because it's owned by some shitty company now. Just bullshit. Right, just do your thing. What? It's your review. Um, I played Disguise 7. 
That's my third book. Oh yeah, you got you're gonna do Spider Man two next. Am I? I hope so. Yeah. Disguise seven. Yeah, how's that going? It's really good. How, not, how far into it are you? Um, like four chapters in. It's like not massively far, but um, yeah, it's, it's this is much better than the last one. The last one was fine, but it went all wacky with the leveling and it sort of like it was auto. It set itself to have auto battling oh. by default and all this sort of stuff, and it it tried to encourage you to like go into levels and let the game just keep playing the levels without you. I think they went for mobile phone style like gameplay mechanics where. You know, it automatically battles and does you, gets your XP for you and your power level and all this sort of stuff. It was built around power leveling, but like the levels were nonsense. Like you'd level up like a hundred levels when you killed an enemy. Mm. Like what's the point at that yeah. point? Um, Disguise Heaven's brought you right back down to how it used to be. If anything, the leveling's slower. Um, like I've got, because I got, there's a free DLC for like a starter pack and I didn't realise it gave you a whole bunch of these boosts that increase your XP gains. And I've still got characters who haven't gone past level 10. Like, friggin' four chapters into the game. They're still pretty low level getting their asses kicked and stuff. Mm. Um, they have chucked a few new features in here, though. New things. You get... There's these new infernal weapons that you can pick up. And they're not weapons you use in combat. They're like a weapon your character's supposed to have on them. Yeah. Plot weapons, effectively. But when you've done certain things in a fight, you'll build up your rage meter and you can unleash them, do way more damage have some sort of extra special moves that you can only access when you're using them. Um, and there's also like a Jumbo-ify, called Jumbo-ify power, where you grow a character massive and they turn into like a giant Power Rangers, like Power Rangers thing, they just go massive. And they have an area effect on the entire field that affects your team and the opponents. Mm. So you have to take that into consideration. Like it might be you do like 50% extra damage, but the opponents will get it as well. So you don't necessarily want to activate that when they're outnumbering you or something. Yeah. Um, but when you're like that, you can either punch a massive area in the battlefield, like a five by five area, and squash a bunch of enemies with a powerful attack. Or if the opponents made themselves large, you can punch them as well and do a ton of damage to them, knock them out before, you know, within your few turns you have while you're big. You like three turns, you stay big for. Um, if you haven't got someone, you can try and attack the big guy yourself by going up to the edge of the map and attacking him mm. but you're probably not going to do much damage in that situation although I wouldn't be surprised there's an achievement in the game for killing something like that with some with a you know regular sized person um, definitely a little bit of a Power Rangers there's always been Super Sentai references running through Disgaea yeah they do it all the time there's like a character in one of the previous games who's like a, um, was a actor on a Super Sentai like TV show mm. you got roped into your thing and she had all these like references and stuff going on. So I think this is like part of that. Oh. Like when you grow big, there's like a news report about a giant kaiju attacking yeah. it's you. You're the kaiju. Um, but you can do it with any character. It's not like a thing that's only certain characters. It's like literally even when you create a character, like when you're generics, you mm. can make them do it as well. Oh, um, so it's like it's like anyone can do it. Yeah, it's quite fun. Um, yeah. It's a silly little gimmick. And you get to choose what side of the map they appear on so you can like put them further away from the opponents so they can't go over and attack you at the edge. Yeah. Things. But yeah, it's nicely done. Um it's doling out the stuff slowly though, like a lot of the discard games do. They trickles out. Because the the thing is there's so much stuff. They always put in so many of the things that are in the previous games. Mm. Like it used to be in the original game, you go back to discard one now and it feels sparse. It's got, it's got the main storyline, it's got the item world, and it's got the um, assembly where you go and 
get laws passed that give yeah. you boosts, and that's like it. But now you have like you have the juice bar where you earn mana mana and XP juice. So if you got a low level character, you could just fill them up with XP. Oh, it's cool. a way of leveling them up. That was introduced in Discard Five, I think, or Six. Yeah. Um, you know they got things like the squad thing where you put people in little squads and they have a certain effect. Like the leader shares his XP with whoever else is in the squad, or like a character opens up a new ability in the in the um main base like being able to double jump and triple jump and stuff like that because oh, cool. um, you can jump around the base I guess yeah, I you can just make your way around so it's got traversal traversal well the, ba- the base is only a small area there used to be hidden things I can't find anything hidden on this one um, what do they used to be hidden in Disgaea they used to always well in the other Disgaea games there was usually a treasure chest was spawn on each chapter of the story um, in Disgaea 1 there's like a pair of switches you have to hit to open a secret area and that's how you get one of the endings in the game. Oh, okay. There's usually little things like that. Um, but I haven't found anything on this one. But usually all the games have had something in the base. Mm. But yeah, nothing on this one, I don't know. I might be missing something, or they haven't bothered. Um, Is there, like... With the other ones, there was, like, that... There was that mode where you could replay and fight old bosses. They could that... do that. No, you can just go back and play any levels. No, like I mean, like fight bosses from other games. Oh, that's like the DLC on these ones. Oh, okay. isn't it? I don't know what there is at the end of the game though, because there's usually a few of them that are just part of the game. Yeah. Um, but they had there is loads of DLC released for this straight away. But it did come out in Japan like six months ago, so we just got the DLC that came out in Japan. Like they'll do a complete edition eventually with it all in there, but um, there's like. DLC with characters from each of the previous games, like seven packs, and then there's like some costume packs and stuff you can get, glasses and masks and things like that for the characters. Do they do anything like boost anything? No, just to customize the look of the character. Oh, okay. Because the games let you do, they let you mess around with the colors and things like that, or change your character's class. So even the main characters, you can just change what class their fighting style is and stuff like that. Yeah. Because the main character, one of the main characters, is like a samurai. You can just change to a gunman if you wanted to. The games oh, right. don't care. They're always very like, yeah, just yeah, do whatever you feel like. You just do whatever you, you want. Can, you can skip the story on your first playthrough. You don't even have to what play the story. Oh, you can just keep skipping it. Oh, that's cool. Um, so they've still got the 3D character models like they did for Disguise 6, which makes sense now because if you're doing 4K and you have to animate every single one of these characters and everything, it's like it's a lot of work. It's yeah. People moan about it, but it's you can't realistically keep having... You can't have 45 separate classes of characters. You like have them holding all the weapons and everything. Have the have all your main characters as well, all the DLC characters, and then keep carrying that over for every single game. It's just too much, isn't it? Like, yeah. And what you're supposed to increase, you'd end up having to reduce down the frames and all them, and give them less animation. Just do them in 3D, and then I like the fact that they uh, still release much Switch. Like, yeah, it's on Switch. Yeah, this Disguise Six wasn't great on Switch. It was this one apparently janky. runs better. But yeah, I still I got Disguise Six. I haven't started yet. I'm gonna eventually get. Even to it. even in performance mode on that, it didn't run very well. Um, this has got a performance and graphics mode, and I can't really see much of a difference. If there's if there's a resolution boost, it's very slight. Mm. I might I might look it up, but they both seem to run at the same pace. Um, but Disguise Six, it was more on PS4. The frame rate would sometimes tank when you're doing special moves. And stuff, but weirdly on the Switch version, the frame rate was fine during special moves, but not when you were moving the camera around. Oh, that's fucking weird. It's really weird. Yeah, just odd, odd stuff. They should port some of the older ones to Switch, though. They did Sky One. They've got Sky Three on there now as well, haven't they? No, I think so. I think they did like some 
Nipponichi collections, didn't they? Yeah, and they La- did the printing ones as well, didn't they? Yeah, the Lapusel Tactics on there. Is it? Yeah, Lapusel's great. That's a freaking a Mackay Kingdoms on there and Phantom Brave. Um, Phantom Brave's like one of the best strategy RPGs around. It never got a sequel, hmm. which is rude. Um, they did that other one, weren't they? Um, the Soul Soul Nomad. They put that on Switch as well. For some reason, I thought Soldiers was one of the ones that they did. Soldiers. But, it, but it's not. It's like, uh, it's another company. You know, Discard Sevens, it's, it's a return to form. I'm liking it. Fun, yeah. fun characters. Like, wacky shenanigans. I like a Disgaea. I like a Disgaea every now and then. I've got five and six on the Switch. You like a Disgaea? Like a Disgaea? Yeah. Yeah. I like a Disgaea. I like a Disgaea. That's Mario. I'm Charles Martinet. I'm going to be dead soon. Mm. I'm 80. Whee! Wahoo! Wahoo! Um, You've cool. heard him try to do Mario's voice, and all he does is just impression. Just no, says, it's a me, Mario. He doesn't really... Yeah, I don't care. doesn't embody... <laughs> I'm the last person to ask about this shit. I don't care. They should let me do the voice of Wario. Uh, yeah. I'd be pretty good at Wario, I reckon. Yeah. <coughs> You'd be better than Elon Musk. <coughs> yeah. <coughs> Elon Musk impressions. All right. Uh, my last review this week. Elon Musk is the unfunniest person. In the I know. No, I know. I know. It's fucking tragic. Um, and yeah, just he's a fucking moron. Um, okay, well, that speaking... cunt YouTuber who hung around outside the Twitter offices to get a hug from Elon? I don't know. They're all fucking dumb cunts if they're like Elon Musk. Anyway, and my uh, next review is going to be, um, because you're going to review Spider-Man 2 next, I'm going to review Five Nights at Freddy's. Oh! Tell me now if you're going to review Spider-Man next. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. All right, I saw Five Nights at Freddy's, and the movie, based on the video game, based on the MatPat video... About some fucking game theory shit. Um, what? Matt Pat? That's just a theory! A game theory! Do you know that Five Nights at Freddy's don't exist because um, Steph Sterling said the game the guy made was creepy, so he made a horror game? Which game did he make? He made this game with like these cutesy bears, oh, like really? an adventure, but they look like the Five Nights at Freddy's bears before they're all rotting and everything. Oh, right. And Steph Sterling was like, this is fucking terrifying, (laughs) this game for kids. And he got really annoyed about it and and made made a horror game. So, okay, I'll make a horror game then. And then it made him shit tons of money because his art style was fucking creepy. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, a little while back, I reviewed a film called Willy's Wonderland. And then a little while before that, I reviewed a film called The Banana Splits Movie. Uh, and uh, now I'm reviewing those two films again because it's Five Nights at Freddy's time, man. So I'm just going to ruin this because anyone who's interested in this film has already seen it. It's five. <laughs> what? Anyone who's interested in this film is five. Well, so I... You can't see it, though, because it's a 15th certificate. I went to go see Killers of a Flower Moon, and when I went to go for one of the many peas during that three-and-a-half-hour-long movie... The, the whole place was full up, and it reminded me of when Barbie was out, because that was also a very similar circumstance, where the whole cinema was filled. And But this time, they weren't wearing pink and they were all wearing what looked like the equivalent of Hot Topic t-shirts, and and what was the place in the UK that we used to have that sold all that fucking weird emo shit? We had like a, there was like a shop that sold all that stuff in the UK. Was there? Yeah. I don't fucking remember. But anyway, so, like, it just looked like a bunch of goth emo kids all going to the cinema. And the place was fucking packed. Um, but yeah, just so weird. Um, the They're film's not very good. Cat person. The film's not very good, Aaron. Isn't it? No. Man, crazy. Jeez. And it has a cameo from Matt Pat. Oh, fucking And that is... 
Like, he says that's just a theory Fucking during man. the film. So they know their audience. Is Markiplier in it? I don't think so. But they, they know get, their they audience, fucking, don't they? They know their audience, don't they? Pie. They know their audience, don't they, Anne? Yeah. So Five Nights at Freddy's... I'm going to age it like that bit in fucking... Free Guy. Yeah, fucking jeez. I'd edit that out of future releases. I'd fucking edit the film out of future releases. No, anyway. Free Guy's good. It's Fuck fine. It. It's fine at best. I did like that you could tell the exact moment Disney brought Fox out. Yeah, it's like... when the fucking Captain America shield comes out. <laughs> and the lightsaber. Um, so um, Five Nights at Freddy's, for anyone who doesn't know, is the story of Freddy Fazbear's Pizzeria. Um, and a young man gets a job. He in I don't know if this is expressed in the game, but he's troubled in the movie. Oh. In the game, he's just like tangentially linked to the history of Freddy Fazbear. And essentially, he just has to survive five nights working there uh, whilst he's stalked by the animatronic robots that are possessed by the souls of dead children, murdered by William Afton, a serial killer who operated in the area. Is that like... What? Five Nights at Freddy lore, is it? Yeah, that's the story of Five Nights at Freddy's. I fucking, I so the film, Josh <laughs> Hutchinson plays a troubled young man who is trying to use dream therapy to remember details of the day his brother was kidnapped so that he can track down the killer or change reality by changing the past in his dreams. What? Yeah. He gets a job at Freddy Fazbear's Pizzeria because he loses his last job due to a man quite roughly grabbing a child and dragging them off and he violently assaults a man thinking he's trying to kidnap this young girl. Um, He is a security guard, so easy mistake to make. Um, Anyway, so he gets this job at Fazbear's Pizzeria, which is now closed, and he just has to watch the place. Just, Just has to watch the place and it turns out that the animatronics are coming to life at night. Um, He gets the job from a brief cameo by Matthew Lillard. Yeah. He's the one who's like... Scooby, Shaggy. He's like, he he says... Sign school! He says, the hours are bad, but mm. the money's worse. Do mm. you want the job? And he's like, yeah, I'll take the job. And, uh, well, he thinks about it for a little while, and he takes the job. There's a mystery going on in here! And he finds Josh out... Hutchinson. He finds out that if he takes sleeping pills and sleeps whilst there, his dreams become more um, elaborate. Uh-huh. He starts to see a bit more of his past, and maybe he gets closer to solving the mystery. Uh-huh. Um, little does he know... Freddy Fazbear's Pizza and William Afton are more involved in his past than he realises. So anyway, so he eventually has to take his sister there with him to go and... Because she's his babysitter, it turns out. So there is a subplot where his sister, because both his parents are dead, because his little brother's kidnapped, all the other tragedy that he's gone through. Hey, wasn't one of the games called Sister Location or something? Shush now, man. Shush now, man. All right, so he... um, he has a babysitter. His babysitter goes missing because it turns out that she was hired by the aunt to get info on the family, on their little situation, to try and get custody of the little girl because she feels like the little girl would be better service living with her than living with the brother. The brother kind of agrees at times, but at the same time, he doesn't want to split their family up because it's all that's left. It's just them two. Um, so the the babysitter and her dirtbag boyfriend go to go and smash up Freddy Fazbear's pizzeria become victims of the animatronics. One of them gets bitten in half. Oh, sweet. And uh, and he's forced to take the little girl to work with him the next day whilst he's cleaning the place up. So he cleans the place up and the little girl finds out the animatronics are alive. And the animatronics decide that they want the little girl to join them and to stay there. So 
it's up to Josh Hutchinson to solve the mystery of what's happened to Freddy Fazbear's Pizza, stop his sister from becoming a victim of these monsters, um, and also, with help from the local plucky cop, potentially solve the mystery of who William Afton is and what's happened to his brother. Yeah. Spoilers, William Afton's uh, Matthew Lillard. Oh, what? Yeah, he got him the yeah, job. There you go. Five Nights at Freddy's sister location. Yeah. And then there's a pizzeria simulator. Yeah. So Matthew Lillard turns out to be William Afton. He killed his brother in the past. He dragged him away. There's nothing Josh Hutchinson can do to re- to like to save his brother from being kidnapped. And the whole dream therapy thing is just him dealing with his PTSD in a very unhealthy way. Instead of actually seeking therapy or help, he's just constantly trying to relive that moment, constantly trying to to change what happened. Um, when in reality, he was 10 years old and told to look after his little brother. His little brother was already kidnapped because his parents were negligent assholes, which is why they both died. And if they were rich enough, we could have had a whole Madeleine McCann situation. Yeah, exactly. Well, Maybe that's what happened to Madeleine, Madeleine McCann. McCann's parents killed him. Yeah. Um, but, um, but yeah, so Five Nights at Freddy's. Um, it's not very good. It's not very gory. The ending's all right. They use the power of love and the friends we made along the way to defeat William Afton. And Matthew Lillard does get like a nice send off. So he comes out in the comes out in the golden Freddy suit, which is something from the games. Oh. And he's like he comes out in it and it's got these spring locks in it. They're meant to like keep you in the keep you safe in the suit. And they they were defective, so they like pin you in and they dig into your rib cage and you I don't know if that's what happens in the game, but they dig into your torso, basically. I mean, in the game, you just flick through a bunch of monitors and then yeah. Freddy jumps out. Yeah. And then well, the YouTuber goes, ah, Jesus in this, Christ. In this, we get a hint that Matthew Lillard is in the suit, rotting, and now, like, basically becoming the Golden Freddy, becoming this possessed monster. Mm. Um, and, uh, and yeah, like, there's definitely going to be sequels to this, and I'm sure that, like, someone could do something with this property, but this ain't it, Doc. It's just crap. It's like, it's it's a 15 certificate when there's almost nothing to make it a 15 certificate. There's no real gore or violence. You see, like, you see someone get bitten in half, but there's no blood. Like, their body's just, their just legs are there. It's yeah, like you, real you don't shit. bleed when you get bitten in half. It's real shit. Like, it's it's just real disappointing. And, like, it's disappointing because Willy's Wonderland was, wasn't great, but it was better than this. Like, it kind of, like, knew, like... It's fucking stupid. It's a stupid concept. Robots from the 80s possessed by children beat up a man. Like, in that situation, there are so many manner of things you could do to these things to win. Just like, push them the fuck over. I'm sure they could, they can't get up. No, they're powerful and they're oh, mystical. Oh, they're powerful and yeah. they're mystical. I don't give yeah. a fuck. Why is the place so open? I know that William Afton's using it as like a hunting ground to like, get Pizza's people's... Pizza's really good. Well, it's not operating as a pizzeria anymore. It doesn't work as a pizzeria anymore. Even in the games, it's closed down. It's a front for a series of Deliveroo fake restaurant. Oh, it's a ghost restaurant. One of those things. That'd be more interesting. Yeah. It's a ghost That's restaurant thing, literally filled with ghosts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's just not very good, man. Like, it's real shit. And it's a shame because Josh Hutchinson's good. Like, the cast are good. They're just not oh, He was in to Hunger do. Games. He was, yeah. He was in Hunger Games and Future Man, which is better than Hunger Games. Future Man? No one watched Future Man. No. It was just about a dickhead who... Probably because it was called Future Man. So it, it's a series in which it was made by the people that made The Boys before they made The Boys. Oh. And it's like, it's basically like, he plays a character who's like an utter fucking waste, who gets really good at a video game, and they're like, oh, this video game is actually a training simulator we sent back in time. That's the... To, like the last, last Starfighter. Starfighter. But the difference is that nowadays, gamers aren't like these elite people that have to work on dexterity. They're mostly just slobs that sit around and play shit games and don't work out. 
So he gets brought into the future and they're like, you beat the game. You're the hero we need. And goes, what? And they're, they're like, yeah, you can, you can do this, right? This, the future's awful. You can help us stop the future, like the future from happening. He's like, no, I sat in a chair for like 10 hours a day and played a shit video game. And like, mm. and that didn't train you for the future war. <laughs> It's great. Uh, but this, yeah, just there's like nothing for anyone to do. There's nothing in... Matthew Lillard gets the most stuff to do and he's barely in the film. He's in it for like five minutes. Does he say zoinks? No, oh. no. But he's like, he's looking good. Like he really, he, he is like enjoying himself in this and that's a shame because it's like, this could have been something. You could have made this into something. There are so many easy ways for you to like make like weird stalking monster robots actually interesting. Especially when like you take the idea of like, Oh, it's been closed down since a kid got hurt here. And the kid got hurt because the robots are filled with possessed kids. Just make it so that he's been putting bits of the kids in the fucking robots and they're all gooey, horrible monsters. The place reeks all the fucking time. You just have it so it's like this fucking horrible swampy... You're forgetting that this is the Five Nights at Freddy's games. And oh, yeah, so it doesn't actually need to have any real sense of place. No, it's just a whole bunch of geography. lore. geography. They just need the same shit from the video game on screen for a minute. It's just all lore. Man, they released so like five of these games in two years. It's just, fucking, it's, but it's just, it's an absolute. That's Scott Cawthorn's one of those like homophobic twats. Who is the guy who made Five Nights at Freddy's? Is he a fucking huge? Yeah, homophobe? yeah, he's one of those like fundamentalist Christian types. Oh, of course he is. Of course he is. Yeah. Next, we're going to find out he's a libertarian and he wants twelve-year-olds to be able to marry full-grown men. Probably is married to twelve-year-olds. I mean, should I tap the controversy? Is there controversies on his you? Oh, his Wikipedia. I don't know. We can find out. Oh well, Five Nights at Freddy's is like a it's a it's a fucking Rob Schneider. It's dog shit. It's just dog shit. Like it is just shit. Like there's nothing here. There were people going in there and being like, "Oh, this is." Am- I saw. So you know, I, I I mentioned I went to go see The Shining last night. Me and me and Liv for Halloween went to go see The Shining at an Everyman Cinema. Really nice cinema, right? Mm. They have like sofas. You can order food and you can sit there with like like beers and stuff and have like a nice sit down and watch a movie. We went there and there was a younger couple sitting next to us on the sofa next to ours, and they got up at the end of the film. And they went, "Well, that was shit." And I was like, "Wait." You just saw The Shining. Like, you can say a lot of things about The Shining, like, so much about The Shining, but to call the whole thing shit is to ignore... Yeah, but the kids today ain't going to watch a film like The Shining. Oh. I need your jump scares every five to ten minutes. There are jump scares in that. That's all they fucking need. Yeah, but The Shining's got characters. But yeah, it's... it's... Fucking Shelley Duvall. Fucking love Shelley Duvall. She's really good. Although she can't run. Like, that... That's something that's that... how she got the part of Olive Oil in Popeye. <laughs> Do you know what? I, I, I fucking love Popeye movie. Someone traded that in the other day. I should have brought it on Blu-ray. Uh, no, it's a DVD a version. Release. Yeah, but Popeye Popeye movie's great. I fucking oh fight to the death. I think he's had. I think he's probably tried to have his his all his information removed from here because he's not. Well, it's not on here anymore. No, it mentions about how um he made loads oh, of donations Christian, to um, Republican donors and Donald Trump and stuff like that. Um, pro-life people and all this sort of thing. Lumber Company. He keeps his mouth shut, but he's, you know, he's one of them Christians with, like, infinite children and all that. You know what they're like? Fucking got to keep having kids. That's a big thing, right, isn't it? Cawthorn underwent a crisis of faith. Either God didn't exist or God hated me when his life insurance policy got cancelled after the company found out that he had expressed suicidal ideation to his doctor. He realised that now even my death had no value and asked God to use me somehow. With his faith restored. <laughs> Fucking Americans are the dumbest cunts in the world. Yeah. Why does God hate me? Why does it hate me, God? Why can't you make my life worth something? I mean, it's isn't like, like um, 
Well, he was worried about a lack of monetary value to his life. Yeah. Isn't that the whole point of what... I mean, not that I care about that, but fucking, isn't that what Jesus was all about? Rich people don't get into heaven. Like, he straight up says yeah, that. Yeah, it says that in the Bible. Like, you're not a Christian if you've got money. Give it away. Yeah, fucking... He meant to fucking help you. Well, he also, he donated to a Republican party, and they've, like, what, they've got, like, pictures of fucking Trump on the cross and shit, don't they? So, like... Already they're going to hell because that's idolization. Yeah. Yeah. False idols. Fucking. They're fucking idiots. They're all fucking dumb cunts. They're Americans. Of course they're dumb cunts. They call themselves Irish even though they haven't fucking taken yeah, a yeah, step in Irish. Ireland for like three, mu- three fucking generations. Um, yeah, just fucking the dumbest people in the world. They really are so fucking stupid. Charlie's um, Irish. Charlie's Irish, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he speaks Gaelic. He speaks Gaelic, yeah. yeah. Well, he's first generation. He doesn't know he speaks Gaelic. He's first generation American Irish. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, it's a Rob Schneider. It's just a bad movie. It's just, it's really bad. And like a lot of people are going to see it in the cinema and I just feel bad for them if they think this is good. It's uh, meant to be an entry level horror film for it's kids. It's not even an it? entry level horror film. There's nothing horrific about it. There's no like horror elements to it. Someone gets bitten in half. Yeah, but like it's not really. It's very scary. It's not even treated children. like something that has impact because they clean it up before people go in the next they day. Should make kids watch what's a shit horror film that people love? Hot Tension. That's not great. High, ten- high tension. Uh, yeah, it's hot tension. There's a fucking. French I watched film, fucking quite high. So tension. one of the things that one of the things this is really missing is atmosphere. Like you say, what, it's the just... video board game. From... No, <laughs> it's it's missing like any sense of dread or expectation. And it's like it's really weird to say that because Shit, like... yeah, why don't they make an atmosphere movie? But it's like a Jumanji spin off. Oh, that'd be amazing. That would be fucking amazing. yeah. Okay, that's it. I'm getting on the blower. Getting on the blower to who? <laughs> Tim Ho- Paul Hollywood. <laughs> Scott Cawthorn. Hey, but I got a religious game for you. <laughs> well, they did Zafura. Yeah, that's true. The sci-fi one. Let's do the so, horror spin-off. So I, I'm i going to quickly talk about something else. This isn't going to be a review. What? This is going to be like something... Was this your last review? Yeah, well, no, these are both streaming things. So it's, it's, it's Five Nights Freddy was your last review, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, I'm just going to quickly talk about The Tower because I don't really have any thoughts on this as a review. What? It just... As like... To, to just quickly... Like... Oh, as like... God. This is what's to juxtapose like dog hours. shit. Oh look, shush. To juxtapose the dog shit that was Five Nights at Freddy and like the lack of atmosphere. I'm going to quickly talk about the tower, or lockdown tower as it's called some places, or Le what Tour you, as it's called in France. No, you're trying to make out you watch football. I watched a French film. Oh my! And God. all it's about is there's a tower. You're introduced to a few different people, and one day someone's about to leave. At, like when they think it's morning, they're about to leave for work, and they go to open the door, and there's just a thick black impenetrable fog. And if you put your hand into it, it eats away anything you put into it immediately. That's the fog. Like No, it's not the fog, because it's not creatures in it. The fog just disintegrates whatever it touches. But it's some re- for some reason stopped at the door of the of the tower. And so, like, it's this big tower block full of people. And it, like, basically, you start off with that premise. And then from there, like, people start getting desperate, like, fairly early on. So supplies start running, running slim. And, like, you're like, oh, I can't get much worse than this. And it cuts to a month later. And they're farming the cats and dogs that are unneutered to start making a meat system so they can start having food. And then you're like, oh, I can't get much worse than that. And like, and it cuts to a year later and the cats and dogs and the food production aren't going great, but like people are surviving. There's a few gangs. The place is a wreck, but like people are surviving. You're like, still, it, like, it can't get much worse than that. And it cuts to like two years later and like the cats and dogs are running slim. They've started farming babies. <laughs> And, like, people are going mad. There are roving gangs. Like, it's basically Do people... they try, like, I don't know, growing plants? 
There, there are people growing plants. There's got there to be some goths in there with insects. some ultraviolet lights and there's, shit. There's people farming insects, there's people farming bugs, but by the two-year point, part of the gang war is they start smashing the lights mm. so that people can't see. So there are people running around with flaming torches. There are still some lights in some of the places, but like people... And you're like, oh, this is really bad. And people are like hooking themselves out for food and stuff. And like lots of the kids are dead because they've been eaten or murdered. <laughs> They're like, but it can't get much worse because of five years later. And this woman who in one scene rescues a baby from the baby farm is like is like just sitting in a room with someone who used to be an enforcer for one of the gangs, but he's like basically just like, he's like, we're all going to die. I just want to settle down with some semblance of happiness. And like, she's like, she's like, okay, like what, what does the future look like? We don't have a future. And the kids talking about like, Oh, I've seen horses and paintings and, and like, they've got some art around the place and they've got like some books left over, but for the most part, it's just nothing. And he's like drawing a horse on the wall. And she's like, I rode a horse once. And he's like, oh, really? And he goes, how long ago was that? And she goes, like, it seems like a lifetime ago. And I was like, oh, okay. And she goes to leave and go and get, like, their cat meat or baby meat or wherever they're eating at that point. She opens the front door and the fogs come in to that point in the corridor. Mm. And then the film just ends. Uh. And I was like, oh, I, I genuinely just give me another time jump. <laughs> just show me skeletons. <laughs> like, but it's like, that's dripping in atmosphere and dread and pain and sadness and, like, and you were expecting that from Five Nights at Freddy's. I was expecting something, Gad. The, the tour, the tower, lockdown tower, it wasn't a good movie either, but like it knew its premise and it knew how far to take it. And that's like a shoestring premise. You can't leave the tower mm. or you die. Mm. That's a shoestring idea. And they've gone, all right, people are fucking awful. Let's just make people the fucking worst. Like, by the end of it, you've got, like, people missing chunks of hair where they've not been able to wash anymore. Their fucking skin's rotting off their bodies and they're just putting cockroaches in their mouths from their cockroach farm. And, like, in Five Nights at Freddy's, someone gets bitten in half and it feels the same as watching, like, a fucking, like, someone walk through a doorway. There's just this... Like, there's no atmosphere. There's no creative flair to it. There's no design. Couldn't you at or... least pretend to be scared? No, there was just nothing like to it. Like when PewDiePie wouldn't jump yeah. scared. Ah! And his commenters started complaining that he wasn't pretending to be scared. I don't really understand, like, why that performative shit was so popular. Like, if you're scared of something, that's giving you a response. But if you're watching someone get scared, and you're either finding that funny or being scared yourself, surely the first hand... I should have monetized making Paul play horror games. He freaks out when I play them. He didn't like playing the Silent Hill demo. (laughs) I just just don't get it. I just don't get it. Like, how... Like, and here's the thing. Latour... 5 million euro budget. Five Nights at Freddy's, $50 million. Mm. Where is that? Where is where is that? Like well, they had to hire Josh Hutchinson. He's a Josh Hutchinson star of... had another film come out in the same, pa- same time called yeah. 57 Seconds, where he's a ring that lets him travel 57 seconds back in time. That's not much help, but... It's enough to make up for one mistake. Hmm. Like in Galaxy yeah. Quest. Yeah? Yeah. Can he do it over and over again in the same 57 yeah. second block? Yeah, yeah. yeah. There'd be multiple of him, though. Well, no, not in this film. There's a and no, no. Um, Morgan Freeman designed it. No, um, Morgan Freeman's in this no movie. objects of the same mass can occupy the same space at the same time. Time cop rules. Time cop rules. Yeah. yeah. Ron Silver found that out. Yeah. <laughs> I love Time Cop. Great film. What about Time Cop Two. Ah, oh, even better. <laughs> yeah. Even better. What does it say on the, the bottom of my boot? Is um, it was a uh, um, Jason Scott Lee. Was it? Yeah, I think so. From Ed, it? from from Dragon, the Bruce Lee no, story. Was it Daniel Day Kim? No, it wasn't Daniel Day Kim. You racist. Oh, it was Jason Scott Lee. Was it? Yeah, I can't it was. remember. I can't remember exactly when that came out. 
Never watched it. <laughs> it was Jason Scotley. I'm just looking at it now. Dragon the Bruce Lee story. Oh, he was in Soldier as well. Soldier. Soldier. Yeah, he was in Time Cop 2. Time Cop 2. How do you not know it was Jason Scott Lee? Because I didn't watch it. Fucking. You didn't watch. You didn't watch Time Cop 2. No. Oh yeah, he was in. He was in a Jungle Book movie the yeah. year after Bruce Lee. Yeah. He was in the New Mulan. Oh yeah, he was in Dracula 2000. Great times. Great times. Five Nights at Freddy. Rob Schneider is a piece of shit. Come at me, you dumb. Why fucking did you go cunts. and watch it? Why didn't I? No go one's defending it. it. No one gives a shit. Kids love this shit. No, they've there moved so on. many people in it. They want to see a Fortnite movie now. There's so many people in that. Oh cinema god, they're going to make a Fortnite movie, and it'll just I be Ready Player One care. again, won't it? I don't fucking care. And you'll go I hate see all of it, this. and then you'll complain about I it. Hate like all you... of this, Anne. Well, don't swatch it then. Don't swatch it. No fucking. I managed to not go see Five Nights at Freddy's. Yeah, but that's because you don't go out. I do. Just nothing out in the cinema. I want to go see. I go see the Marvels. You go see the Marvels, but you always see. I want to see Miss Marvel. Killers of the Flower Moon. Do Miss Marvel stuff. You want to go see Killers of the Flower Moon? I, I see, see what I that see cat's it. up to. See what your priorities are like. And um, I see what your priorities are like. What else is out soon? Um, nothing's out soon. <laughs> it's just a dredge. Oh, oh a dredge shite. movie would work. Didn't they put Aquaman two back again? Yeah, I think so. Uh, no big loss. It does not look very good at all. Apparently they're just like, just fucking around on the set. They didn't really... Well, he was drunk most of the time, apparently. Good on Jason. And dressing as fucking Johnny Depp to try and harass fucking Amber Heard. Look, right, I've said this before. I don't give a shit whose side you're on, but if you're celebrating people being abusive cunts, like either side, you're a bad person. And if you're celebrating the person who could potentially still be an abusive cunt, you're still a fucking bad person. I don't give a shit, like... So what if you like Johnny Depp? He's, he is a drugged up fucking weirdo. And so what if you like Amber Heard? She's still a fucking weirdo. And they're both just toxic people in a toxic relationship. You shouldn't take sides. You should just be like, that's toxic. No one gives a fuck. Leave, leave us alone. It's fucking stupid. Anyway, Anne, your review Spider-Man 2. PS5, go. You got five minutes. Five minutes? Yeah. Tell me no. what it's about. Tony Todd was the person who told us when this was being released. Do you, people forget this, but on Twitter he was like, "I can't wait for everyone to see Spider-Man in whenever it is." Like he announced the release date by accident because he does the voice of Venom. Yeah, yeah, I love Tony Todd. Um, Spider-Man Two. It's a game where two Spider-Mans. They should call it Spider-Mans. Um, they like they find stuff. It says on the back of the box, it's just a Venom suit story. It's this black symbiote thing. And, then, and Craven's last hunt. Yeah, sort of. Yeah. But um, they, there's, there's stuff on it. Like the back of the box says, oh, a unique take on Venom. It's the fucking ultimate Venom. Yeah. It's the same thing. They, they made a cure for disease out of alien shit. And then, oh no, it went wrong. It's the Marvel Universe, right? In the Marvel Universe, if you you should know if you're doing any cutting edge science, you're pretty, you're pretty fucked. You've ruined everything. <laughs> it's going to go wrong, isn't it? Like... But um, yeah, it's it's a good game. It's more Spider Man. It's very flashy, very long. Um, it's not long. It's quite long. The story's oh, so? pretty long. I what? It's like twelve hours. It's more than that. No, it's not. It is. I I think I'm I'm seventy four percent, and it's I'm fourteen hours in. Yeah, more than that. It's not clocking the hours up properly. Is it not? No, not on that main page. I've, it's definitely not doing it right. <laughs> it didn't take me that long to complete this, and I completed it alongside Super Mario Wonder, which took me I don't know about the same time. Yeah, your mum takes the same time. Fuck it. Um, but no, it's it's longer than the other ones anyway. It's freaking... Oh, yeah. Well, no, it's not longer than the first one. The yeah, first one's longer. First one. 
The second one, it, Miles Morales is a lot shorter main story, but there's more to do around the main story sort of thing. It's definitely longer than the first game. No, it's not. The first it game's is. longer. First game's way longer because it's padded, and also there's DLC and shit in the first game. No, don't count the DLC. That's you do because some of it's it. like main story shit. It's after the freaking story. It's not the same. No, it's Spider-Man. Two. It's pretty good. I liked it. It's enjoyable. You go, you punch stuff, and you do special things. You switch between two Spider-Mans and things. Um, shows off what the PS5 can do with that whole fast loading stuff because it does all sorts of clever little trickeries in it from time to time. Um, there's loads of it. There's loads of it. You know when you get flung through the city at the start when you're fighting Sandman um, and it flings you into a building? It uses the building as a loading screen to, like, when you fly through that building for half a second. Mm. It uses that as a loading screen to load the other part of the city up behind you. Um, it's doing all sorts of clever bits like that. Like, the way when you switch between two Spider-Mans mm. and it moves you from one part of the city to the other, like, instantaneously. Yeah. That's, like, that's clever stuff. That's tricky thing to pull off in an open world thing. They did it in GTA 5. N- they didn't know. Because in GTA 5 it goes woomph, 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 up to the thing. Then the move's over and then it goes woomph, They, woomph, they chose woomph. to do that because it looks nice. Yeah, that's, that's it. That's why yeah. they did yeah. it. That that's wasn't a loading it. screen. That wasn't a loading know. screen. That's yeah. how they tell you you're going into travel. Fucking, the camera shoots through the city really quickly as well, which is tricky in a game like this, in like yeah. open world things. Which mode are you playing in? Uh, I've put it in performance mode. Um, because there's really no need to put it in the graphical mode. You get a handful of extra ray trace reflections and a slightly higher resolution, but you get half the frame rate. Yeah. And when I started playing Miles Morales and I was like, something feels off in the combat, it's because it defaults to the graphics mode. Yeah. And I was like, no, performance mode, fucking... Performance mode, oddly enough, um, for some reason I was having less sound issues as well. The um, That Miles Morales one has a performance ray trace mode and that's flashy enough, but this one, the ray tracing is crazy on this game. Mm. Like the freaking costumes are ray traced and freaking like the inside the buildings and stuff. Yeah, all the well, the buildings already were in the last one, but it's um yeah puddles, the water, freaking like the the because you travel between the two sides of New York, the Manhattan and then Brooklyn and Queens mm-hmm. sort of area, which is nice to have those extra areas. Um, a yeah. freaking little bit of suburban area because that's always that's I think the only game that's ever done that before was the Ultimate Spider Man game, wasn't it? Yeah, because you had the um, whole of New York in the Ultimate Spider Man game. Yeah. It's an alright game, that. It's pretty decent. I like the Ultimate Spider-Man yeah. game. Do you know you can turn the um, swinging mechanics up to difficult on this yeah, yeah, game? Yeah. And it so you plays just, like, like, slam into shit. And... plays like Spider-Man 2 swinging. Oh, really? Yeah, it's really similar. Because it, it needs the attachment points and it's got collision oh. and stuff like that. And when you swing, you get pulled towards the buildings. Because you're supposed to... Spider-Man 2 swinging, you had the left... You have to... Use the left and right triggers. Yeah. Yeah. It basically turns into that. It's similar. But um yeah, there's a lot more like the movement mechanics in this. Like I've unlocked later in the game you get um boosts you can do in the sky. Yeah. With the with the iron spider legs and stuff. Oh, cool. Um although when you're playing as um with Miles it's like the electricity. When you're Peter sometimes he does the um the symbiote boost instead. Oh. Not so it's like the tentacles come out and push him. Because um I thought it was interesting they make sure you have a symbiote power for the end of the game, so you don't lose the powers when he inevitably gives up the suit and yeah, gets I think, rid of it. I think making him anti-villain was a bit strange. but Yeah, but they want to make sure you've got the symbiote thing going on, haven't they? Yeah. Because um, you need that special, because otherwise you'd, he'd have half the powers of Miles. Yeah, that's true. Although Miles' powers are just different colours, electricity and different ways of zooming around the place. Well, Miles' stuff, like, oddly enough, I find combat with Miles better than I do with combat with Peter. Yeah. I like the iron spider legs. I like the old electrocuting people with that. But um, once you get the symbiote stuff and, you know, 
It's a bit flashier. It's a bit yeah. cooler. You can drag people around the place. He's got more powers as well, Spider-Man. Than Parker Spider-Man does. He's got some of his um, some of his slots for powers. It's got like three items in it rather than two. Oh yeah, that's true. Because he has the um, iron legs and the symbiote powers. But the power punch thing. He's got the symbiote. You know, you have the iron legs that make you zoom forward. Yeah. But you can also the same one also is the big power punch that punches forward. Yeah. But then it also turns into the one where you jump and throw a bomb. Yeah. On the floor. Um, symbiote sludge bomb thing. Um, I've done most of the side stuff now. I've I, there's not many friendly neighborhood Spider-Man quests in this one. No, there's some really sweet ones. Um, yeah. I fucking I almost got like a little bit, a little bit of a tear when you do Howard's last mission. Yeah. Because Howard, like in Spider-Man one, and I think he's in Miles Morales as well. You do some missions for him as well. Yeah. But Spider-Man one, like he's a very sweet guy with like a backstory, and you like get to know him. And in this one, I think like they do a much better job of like. Of sort of um, shaping Peter beyond just the Aunt May relationship, mm. and in this one you get that little moment where you're sitting with Howard and he's like, "Oh, you see that over there?" And over there, you like you do the little like, yeah, gives yeah, you the yeah. Around. Um, but then he says like, he says like, "I had a load of hard times, but like it really means something that even a guy like me can be friends with Spider Man." Like, and he's like, mm. "Of course, Howard. Like, we're we're friends. We've always been friends." And like. It's just like a nice little goodbye. Peter's to him. like, "I'll take you swinging around the city." Yeah, <laughs> I like that one. I like yeah. the one where you um, have to go find the um, the woman's granddad who's gone missing. I haven't done that one yet. I yeah. did the old woman, the blind old woman, and the dog. Yeah. That's amazing. It's a Miles Morales one when you have to find the old man. Oh, okay. It's a really good one. He's got the the whole subplot with the music museum getting its stuff stolen oh, right okay. from the very yeah. start. I was like, "Yep, yeah, I know exactly who's behind this." <laughs> Fucking. It's the white guy. Yeah. <laughs> He's behind it. I liked, um, I really liked the one where you really love P- uh, Peter's first day at the Daily Bugle. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, really cool. Yeah. But, um, yeah, there's not a ton of those ones, though. I'm no. kind of surprised when I got the achievement saying I'd completed all them. Yeah. Um, the last one I did was one where you have to play as Hayley and um, someone's been graffiti tagging and spraying over there. Like, she's been doing graffiti and then crossing it out. And oh, Haley yeah. goes along and makes it all look pretty. You don't tag over someone's tag, but um, yeah. then she helps her create a nice piece of art. Yeah, I haven't done that. But one. it's all um, it's all semi-silent. You can sort of just hear like wobbly sounds of cars and stuff, That's and cool. and all the sign. And she's like text messaging to talk to people and stuff, and you see little symbols showing what people's emotional state, what she's interpreting their emotions as, and stuff mm, like that. Cool. Um, I really liked really liked the ending to this. Mm. Um, it was. It fucking was, fighting Venom at the school was a pain in the arse for me. Yeah, that that wasn't. No, I, I I don't mean that. Like the last fight to this is like whatever. Like mm. my my favorite part of this is um, when I realised how well, good. Pretty much Miles has the last fight, doesn't he? Really? Yeah. yeah. I I the end of this gave me like proper like okay now I can see where this is all gone sort of thing. So there's a moment with a facial animation mm. where she has her boyfriend coming over and she goes to Miles. Miles, go go show Haley your uh, your essay. You're really proud of it. And he pulls that face, you know, like that fake smiley face. He's like, "Yeah, great. We'll go show you your essay." And he holds it for the whole of walking down the hall and stuff. And I was like, and I was like, "Oh, this is this is an incredible bit of like nice little physical comedy in a game where you don't mm. expect it." And then he's like, "It's like here's my essay," and you can see his face shaking a little bit where he's been holding this fake smile. And I was like, I don't remember if he actually does. You see him right. You don't see him write it. No, because no. there's a, a whole thing at the start of the game. I think MJ hints at helping him write it, doesn't she? Yeah. Yeah. Um, the MJ fight's really good. Like, 
a lot of the game is just about like it's just more people dealing with trauma and it's really fucking nice I like well, this shit the thing going through the game is second chances that's yeah. the whole thing although Peter's a bit of a douche um, there was one bit where Peter wakes up on the bench after he's had a big old rampage as yeah. thingy and I was really expecting it to do the Spider-Man 2 montage oh, yeah. sequence I was like just fucking do it go on just do it just do it um because I I maintain not Spider Man Two Spider Man Three I maintain Spider Man Three is good I've rewatched that not that long ago it's not great Spider Man Three is fucking charming it's not that great but it's it's, like, it's still better than both of the Amazing Spider Man films yeah pretty much yeah. <laughs> um, I do like the, the extra costumes they got especially like all Peter Parker's costumes is loads of like here's your classic costume you remember from comics here's practically every movie costume and all this I was like I don't, I don't like unlock Night Monkey. Um, Oh, they call it the stealth costume in this. It's Night Monkey. I like genuinely loved Craven as a villain. Mm. I really didn't think I was going to like it, but him as a villain is fucking great. Craven's like, a shit character after a while. Though. They, they keep character. bringing him back. He's a, he was good in that one story. Oh, Craven's last time. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. He's not like he's not a fully fleshed out character normally. But in so this, is Venom. Like, I actually kind of like yeah. Venom in this, and I usually can't find Venom yeah. boring. Yeah, that's why I like the Venom films because they don't give a shit. They just fucking lean but, um, into the absurdity of it. I just love the fact that in this, like, Craven's not fucking about. It's not. It's not the comics. It's not the movie. So mm. if Craven gets a chance, he's just gonna fucking shank you. Yeah, like he technically killed Spider Man. But he killed um, he killed freaking a bunch of cat, a bunch of villains. Oh, uh, yeah, one Vulture. of them, uh, some of them off camera and yeah. stuff. But it's just kind of, I think it's kind of crazy because Vulture had like his little bit in the first game. You have that whole fight when you're yeah. fighting all the guys at the power station, aren't you? Yeah. But it's kind of weird that they just kind of glossed over Vulture a little bit in these games. Yeah. Well, he's dead by the time you get to it, isn't he? Yeah. He's long but dead. um, the friggin' the fact these games are. I think it's a bit why the games are building up to Green Goblin. Well, it's building up to Green Goblin and also Null, which I didn't expect. Null? Yeah, the symbiote god. The... Yeah, all the swirls. That's the symbol of the symbiote planet, the swirl on the face oh, of everyone. Yeah. No, That's I'm thinking Null. of the friggin'... The guy Red who... Goblin? No, you know the guy from the Spider-Verse crossover thing? Oh, uh, Mo- Mobius. Not Mobius. Not Mobius. Morlan. Morlan. Yeah. Morlan. Yeah. Um, there is collecting those little spider things. Yeah, um, there's a spider verse thing. Yeah, that's it? quite blatantly built onto a spider verse thing. Yeah. I got a little monkey one. He had a little tail with a banana in it. <laughs> um, there's like a scorpion one. I like the the mysterium. I need those mysterium things. They're kind of just like. Battle I like things. them. I like the first one because it's like a dance game. Yeah, but and then um, as soon as that's done, it's just all boring. The second one I did was just like you had to fight Combat. for a certain amount of time, yeah. kill. You had to beat all the enemies up, but depending on how fast you do, you get a reward. Yeah, but um. Yeah, I don't trust him for a minute. No. He's up to no good, that Quentin Beck. I like the idea that like Mysterio is actually like a rampant AI rather than it being him. Hmm. But there's um there's yeah. a thing going on in this where like loads of the villains you've seen in the previous ones are redeeming themselves. The little black cat sequence. Oh really cute. Good. Really interesting. Yeah. Like really nice. Like she realizes that her relationship with Peter is fucking toxic. Hmm. So she gets the hell out of there. She finds She's herself she a chick. Yeah. In yeah, Paris. Hot. I really like that fight just because that's where the loading was most evident. And also, they made an entire cliff face section just for you to swing past it. Yeah, what were you webbing onto there? The cliff. You were like f- 10 miles away from the cliff. The cliff. Fucking... Um, but yeah, I really I liked that. I liked the the fact that, um, you know, Doctor Strange and and uh, Wong are there. They just don't give a fuck. But they, they weren't there. 
Well, yeah, they were they were there for a second to get the wand back. No, because they 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 get the wand back after the whole thing's happened, and yeah. they give him a note saying, "Sorry, we were out of town." And yeah, that's what I mean. Shit. Like like all the shit that happens after mm. that point, they're just like, "No, nah, don't worry about it." Yeah, yeah. Um, I really. I was like, as soon as that mission came up, and it was like, oh, it's the wand of whatever it is, and I was like, oh, fuck, this is a fucking, we're getting Doctor Strange stuff. Watum is the leaping boots or the boots of yeah, but it comes up in Marvel Ultimate Alliance when you go to Mysterio's realm and yeah. stuff. Um, I can't remember what it is. Forgetting, I need, I've been thinking about replaying Marvel Ultimate Alliance three at some point. But yeah, um, with regards to like, the game as well, like characters are all really well done. Like you get the right moments. Um, I, yeah. Not Miles is the only one who isn't messing anything up. Everyone seems to be well. That's the thing. Like, self-destructive. Except yeah. Miles is like getting on with shit. Miles is like, oh, I'm Spider-Man to everyone. He's just like, yeah. oh, I'm Spider-Man, and like, yeah. and then like everybody's like, oh, oh yeah, I've got a costume where you have a backpack with with the other the Spider-Man, yeah, Spider-Man in it. Yeah. Spider-Man free. Did you find Alan Tudyk and uh, Nathan Fillion? No, they're the mascots outside the shop. You take a picture. Oh, yeah. no, I found the guys from um, the IGN. No, no, kind of funny. Oh yeah, yeah, Greg yeah. and I, one of the photo op things is of the one of the bridges, big blue bridge. Yeah, and it went green. Took the photo, nothing happened, and I can't take the photo again. Oh, I need to reload it, I guess maybe, and try again. Yeah, but um, the whole time I kept going, traveling off, doing other stuff, coming back, changing characters, coming back to it, restarted the game, come back to it, wouldn't let me take the photo. Mm. Um, but it, it spent ages just trying to get the right because it was really difficult to get the right angle for it. So. Um... Yeah, so Howard's Howard's little goodbye was probably the part that like hit me emotionally this mm. one, but um, I really like uh, Martin Lee. Yeah. Didn't expect him to have a redemption. Yeah, arc. but all the all the characters, all the villains do. Not all of them. By the time you get to the end of this, there's no none of none of Peter Parker's villains are like bad anymore. They're all they're all either doing something good with their lives or the dead. Bad. Kingpin's not in this one though. No, really, no, no, but he was in the beginning. Um, of the he's first in Miles one. Morales though. Yeah, he is. Yeah, because yeah. I did that whole mission where Rhino's you Rhino's like, still alive in this one. Yeah, what happened to him? Where he's did he? Sp- you beat him up and he disappears. Yeah, like, Rhino's still alive. Uh, Kingpin's still alive. I couldn't remember who Yuri was. Doc Ock <laughs> is still alive. Yuri was the cop from the first yeah, one. Yeah, I helped. couldn't remember what happened with that. She she goes off to go and hunt Cletus Cassidy. Have you done her missions? Yeah, yeah, because she has the whole Wraith. Yeah, the, the, the guy the symbiote. Yeah, yeah. it's um. Because he mentions Cletus Cassidy, and I was like, oh, yeah. that's a um, name I know. Well, he gets the red symbiote, and he says we're going to cause some carnage. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's it's all leading towards Null, which is really interesting, because as, like, a character, like, and they're leading towards, like, the idea of Agent Venom being a thing and all this other shit. Like, it's all in there, isn't it? So, um, but I liked, I really liked Harry. I think that oh. that was a great little inclusion when you do the flash drive mission where you see their past. Just, I think... This has been, if anything, like this has been one of those games where I really like watching the cutscenes, actually, like actually paying attention. Well, maybe you should just watch one of those YouTube videos where they put all the cutscenes together. No, I just I like I like paying attention to this stuff. Like, it's not often I play a video game where the story's actually like compelling. Mm. Often, like you can just skip some scenes and like it'll just be someone doing I don't some. I think you right? need some stuff where, like, you know, just for the fans, you need to go to the Avengers Tower. And one of the Avengers needs to tell exactly why they aren't helping out in this situation. No, you don't. Because it's like um, five million. I swear, when I swung around Harlem, I heard a whip noise that wasn't my webs, and I think it was Daredevil. It was a Daredevil thing. I think it might be Silk because we're introduced to Silk at the end of this. Right. The other Spider. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah Wendy the... Wu or Lucy Wu. I can't remember her name. 
Yeah, she's uh, Silk. We meet her. Um, I, I, I mean, I have no idea. There's a fucking there's there's too many Spider people. Yeah, now. there are. We haven't even been introduced to Spider Woman in this. Where's Gwen Stacy in these film yeah, games? Gwen Stacy, she's uh, dead. Ah. Oh. Um, but yeah, I really liked it. Really, really liked this. Norman Osborn got her in his freaking oh, yeah, secret he's got, like, thing. Uh, it's got a baby goblin in her. Mm. Yeah, I really liked it. I um, I it was a great time. Like it's, um, I actually completed it, which is more than I can say for any other fucking PlayStation first party game that's come out on the PS5. Um, so many of them are just like I can't fucking. You get to a certain point in them, and you're just like it's just repetitive. It's because you're an Xbox. No, I don't even play Xbox You're games such very often. Like, what was the last game I played on the Xbox? I can't remember. I, I, I play a bit Xbox. of Forza. That's, that's, yeah, I haven't I really played, played the weeks. Xbox for ages. I've been. I mostly end up playing the fucking Switch. Like that's mm. the problem. Is that like a lot of the games that I want to play aren't these big bombastic AAA titles because they just don't hold your attention. They don't do anything new. Like God of War Ragnarok is like a really nice looking game. There's interesting parts to it, but like you strip it all away, and after like. That game's that game's story is like twenty hours long, mm. but to say what? Oh, he's this and you're this. Great, fantastic. Like it doesn't. It's about Kratos learning to be a father. No, it's not. That was the first game. Uh, what's the second one? It's about Kratos learning that his son's Loki uh. <laughs> fighting Odin. Uh. Yeah, it's not great. Um, well, I mean, it's fine. Like the problem is, it's just fine, and then everybody was raving about it. So you find yourself like. Trying to push through, and when you're in a when you're playing a video game, and you get to a point where you're you're pushing through, and it's like four hours of like you still being like, why am I still doing this? And then you're just like, just turn it off, do something else. You're not enjoying it. Like the whole no, point no, is no, to no. enjoy a thing, and I just don't. So I just give up. But with this, I just I wanted to play more. Like uh, even just swinging around New York City is incredible. Like it's such a treat. I thought I was going to be annoyed by the web wings at first because I feels like cheating, but it's it, it like it's the well. same speed. It's yeah. just for when you don't have towers to swing to. Yeah, I use it quite a lot. Just launch myself into the really high up, and then yeah, all the little fucking slipstream things you can do. It's really yeah. nice just to have like it's almost automated. It just like goes, and you can just yeah. like you move a little bit. Um, yeah, just it, like just great. Just well, they put the um, whole slingshot jump and stuff like that in there, and I love the little slingshot. They jumps, put more yeah. stuff from Spider Man Two in there because yeah. Spider Man Two you could um, you could do the slingshot jump in Spider Man Two, but it was like a secret trick. Yeah, because you fired both the webs off and had to walk backwards to pull them tight. Yeah, and then it would launch you forward. But it was like wasn't in the instructions. I don't think it was like a little weird. Oh, what the original PS Two one? Yeah. All oh, right. I had, I had it on Xbox. I think I've got the because you could do it in Ultimate. Ultimate had the slingshot. Yeah, it was the same. Yeah. Well, it had similar mechanics, but they didn't. You didn't need a build in necessarily. It no. was like. It cheated it, but then you had Amazing Spider-Man where you could just web around in the sky. Yeah. Which, um, yeah. <laughs> wasn't um, but yeah, Amazing Spider-Man, Spider-Man was all right. Yeah. Spider-Man 2, just just a solid game. And like, a game that knows how to tell a story, you know, you never feel like, you never feel like you're wasting your time just like having a bit of a look around and having some time just webbing about. I know, um, Miles has got a bit of more of a kid arachnid Freaking costume by the end of it. He's got his, his hair out and his freaking. Oh, he's got his, like, his, his costume basically. It's the one yeah. he designed because he turns up with it, doesn't he? But Amy had the one in the last game. I didn't realise they'd changed the costume from the last game to this one. What, Miles Morales' one? Yeah, yeah, he's got. Yeah, you unlock it's it early on. a little bit, isn't it? No, no, it's just um, the new one's got the red goes all the way down the arms, but it doesn't on this one. Yeah. Um, I did have the Spider Verse costumes, but the animation made me feel like weird. Mm. Like there's something about it that made me feel like motion sick when I was swinging around. I mostly just stuck with. Um, I mostly just stuck with the 
Um, I pick the like the simpler design ones. I want about yeah. as much. I like the there's a Brooklyn Academy one I got. Oh, it's cool. quite cool. It looks a bit Captain America ish. It's got like a because the Brooklyn flag things like a yeah. star with three red, white, and hmm. red, white stripes. That's quite neat. And I like the um, there's one he's got where he's got a hoodie and his eyes have like a little mist coming out of them. Oh, cool. But um, all Peter Parker suits are like the movie ones. Yeah, they're very completionist though because they've got them. Like both the Raimi suits, the red one and the black Raimi suit. There's both I think the it's amazing Spider Man ones. Blue Raimi one that I'm wearing. The yeah, the classic one. And it's got um it's got all the Spider Verse it's got like a bunch of Spider Verse costumes, but Miles only really has the Spider Verse costumes for movies, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I was expecting to give him a Prowler costume. There is like a Prowler themed tech costume thing. It's like a purple and green. Oh, there was thing. one in I think that there it's was like Prowler a, colours. There's like a textile one in yeah, um, Miles Morales. But um, I do like the symbiote costume on a lot though. That has it's got like black, white, and red as the three color schemes. But the fourth one is black, but the shading's red and blue, so it looks like, like the the, the cartoon like shading. Um, that's kind of neat. But um, you still turn into anti venom when you venom up as well <laughs> on that costume. But um, I was kind of wondering if they'd lock the venom moves behind symbiote costumes, but they don't. They just I do like that it morphs around you when you do it though. That's kind of yeah. neat for the brief time when you're beating everyone up. One of the things I would say is that um, it gave me gave me kind of web of shadow vibes at times. Oh god, that game! Yeah, especially towards the end when like there's a lot of symbiotes. Yeah, I've got that somewhere. I played yeah. that game for a bit. It was, it was all right. It's fine. It just runs. The freaking um, they had that morality system that was almost impossible yeah. to freaking keep good. You because because yeah. you used the bad suit once. Well, no, you just... um you accidentally knock any car over, and it's like, oh no, you're terrible. Oh. Like, because the combat was, because there's so much stuff going on, you almost always hit something that you don't intend to. I just remembered one of the parts I liked in this. Um, you know the rhino scene at the beginning of Miles Morales? Yeah. And this one you've got Sandman. Later on you get to play as Venom. Yeah, yeah. And it feels like just a power trip. Yeah. It's really cool. I really like that. I thought that was good. Good use uh... of the character. But yeah, all in all, like, I, I can see where they're going with the story. So yeah, I'm looking forward to whatever they do next. And I, like you get a feeling that Doctor Octopus is is. Do you think it'll be a Green Goblin thing, and Norman Osborn will die, and just as Harry's recovering, and then Harry will be Green Goblin too? No, I reckon. I reckon like Norman Osborn's going to take the Goblin serum, and then he's going to start losing his mind, doing all the evil shit. Because for now, he seems like quite a nice guy. Mm. But I think he's going to test the Goblin stuff on himself because he's feeling guilty about the Venom issues. Mm. And then he'll start losing his mind doing that shit like programming his son so his son's more like Will him. they do Green Goblin proper Green Goblin or Ultimate Spider-Man fucking big old Hulk thing Green Goblin? No, they'll do, I hated that. They'll do regular Green Goblin because yeah. they, they won't want to do another Venom style thing. Oh, make him playable. Let me have the movie Green Goblin costume. Yeah. And let um, me have the um, friggin' pre-Viz prototype movie costume. The, the rubber fucking, one. Yeah. I reckon, I reckon they will do Null and the symbiote stuff for the next one because it, it just works really well in this environment mm. and like this idea and I think... I don't know, I think they're done with symbiote. I think there's enough symbiote stuff in this. Mm. It just is, there's too many nods towards I think Null. It, I think it'll be Green Goblin focused. You reckon? Like almost entirely. Yeah, maybe make it Green Goblin, have Carnage and then have like the Carnage yeah, side Carnage missions up, again. Yeah. And then have the one after that be another... They won't do any more. The third one's the last one. There's there's references in this that there's... Well, the whole post credit scene with what you write in the final chapter. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, they're, they're hinting at the finale. So they might do Null. Because they have, like... There's way too many references to it. It's on every single villain that you fight after the Venom part kicks in. Yeah, but it's just symbiote it's stuff, isn't it? It's just... It's just symbiote stuff. It's a symbiote. No, but, it's, but symbiote it wasn't planet. before. Symbiotes didn't always have that. It's only been since the Null thing. Yeah, but that's 
there's loads of stuff in this that, like, they freaking have, um, was it Scream or Shriek or whatever? Friggin' yeah, but she's there. from the 90s. She doesn't have the symbiote. I hate all the other symbiote She doesn't bullshit. have the, the thing. I hate the symbiote stuff. No, I know. Venom, I know. Carnage, that's enough. After that, fucking nonsense. There's so many of them now. Yeah, I know, but no. What stupid names. They've got Venom in this, and I reckon they'll do Agent Venom. And then it'll be... You kind of have an Agent Venom costume, don't you? Yeah, that? yeah that's what I mean. They've already, they already almost did it. They should have um, Harry gets a wheelchair and he hobbles around the place. I think his problems were more than just he had a bit of a limp. Uh, what was his illness? It's like a degenerative just disorder. It's a nondescript illness. Yeah, yeah, it's whatever killed his mum, basically. I reckon it's like Hamburgers. He's, he's on his way to be Neil Burmouth, and that's what it is. He only, he only had one picture of his mum as well. Yeah. <laughs> I did like the bit where you go back to his apartment. I was like, oh, I remember having a fucking pain in the ass stealth mission here. Fucking. Yeah. I like the Coney Island bit. Um, I do notice on Coney Island, because um, it's like an idealised version of the fun fair Coney Island. Yeah. But if you literally just jump over the fence, there's just shitloads of trash and broken containers and rubbish right there. Like, yeah, there you go. I really like Tombstone in this. I was, I was happy to see him back and yeah. just like being. Like an all right guy, just like as soon as you take him out of the crime and you give him something to do with his time, he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm happy. Yeah, good for him. Yeah, seriously. Um, but yeah, I liked the Martin Lee stuff. I already said that. I like Craven. Craven was such a good villain. Like, I like the fact it was just a guy. I like his friggin' tiger. That yeah. is one really well done tiger. Yeah. There. For the five seconds it turns up in the I game. Just, I, like like, his, I like the fact there's a guy who's trying to kill himself. He's like trying to do death by cop, but like cops can't kill him. Yeah. So he's just got to amp it up until he gets to the point where he can just like get killed off. I like he was ignoring the Spider-Mans and even Miles. Yeah. He was just like, yeah, fuck off, fucking gnats. It's, um, get it, lost, I'm like dealing I said, with a big scorpion dude. Like I said, the moment that he sees a chance to kill you, he just does it. And like, like Dr. Octopus turns up and he's just like, I don't fucking touch tentacles, man. Fucking yeah. get that fucking hentai like, shit away from me. It's the scene where like, like Peter Parker goes like, what are you doing? Why are you... T-? He's like... <laughs> yeah, I thought you'd be a bigger... Fucking yeah. And he's got like a 14-inch blade for his stuff and he's just like, what? No, he just pulls it out. <laughs> yeah. The symbiote just ejects it. <laughs> yeah, just like... like an SD goes, card. Oh, God, that was in there. Like an SD card. Just like, yeah. But no, it just it's... I fucking love the idea of just like a super deadly, vicious enemy who's just like, I'm not here to play games, mate. Just if you give me the chance, I'm going to gut you. And Spider-Man's just like used to being able to be like, hey, 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 look, let's think about this. And then like, if it goes wrong, they might just punch him a little bit. But like, Craven's just like, got ya. <laughs> He's got a disease. He's, He's got cancer. Trying, yeah. Yeah. That's um, why, oh yeah, this is the Marvel Universe. We cured that. Yeah. <laughs> just... Is some super soldier serum. Probably don't want it, but... He's so fucking big and, like, imposing in this as mm. well. Like, it's really clever the way that they've designed him to just be, like, this big, horrible prick. Like, it, and, like, I like his intro, where it's the guy, he's training one of his little hunter dudes. Yeah. He's like, I've been following you for about an hour. It's like... It's like, all right, back I go. Um, but, yeah, really fun. Really fun stuff. Really visually interesting storytelling mm. as well. Yeah. And yeah, just all in all, great. Just so happy. Is it amazing? Is it spectacular? Is it ultimate? Is it the new ultimate Spider-Man comic where Spider-Man's now, <coughs> like, they've just skipped ahead a few years? I just, I really liked it. It was just, it was the perfect, like, this is the game I've probably been looking forward to the most this year after Resident Evil 4. It's been months since Resident Evil 4 came out. I got the DLC for that a couple of months ago. Got to play through that again, enjoy that. And now I've got this, it's just... 
I thought you were this, waiting for the new Call of Duty. Was there a new Call of Duty this year? I think so, yeah. Modern Warfare 3, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, it was originally going to be DLC for Modern Warfare 2 Remake. Yeah. And it's just now going to be its own game. No, no, Modern Warfare 2 wasn't a remake. Yeah, it was. No, there was there was a remake. There was a remaster of Modern Warfare 2, but there was also a separate Modern Warfare 2 game. I thought it was just a remake, because no. this is just a remake of Modern Warfare Modern 3. Warfare, the new Modern Warfares are new games. Like, entirely new games. No, because this is a remake of Modern Warfare 3. This is distinctly a remake. Nah, yeah. that's the only thing. No, just remakes. Bullshit. I'm 100% fucking sure they're just remakes. Bollocks, man. Fucking... Yeah. Fucking bullshit, Sorry. mate. Fucking Sorry to ruin that for you. I know you're a diehard fan of, of Call of Duty, so... Yeah. Probably I always like when they do that one level that makes you feel bad. When they try to make you feel bad, because Spec Ops Line did it really well once, so now they have to copy it. Most of their games, you genocide entire groups of people. Don't think they're trying to make you feel bad. Bring back Spec Ops Line. Um, all right, so I've been... Speaking ma- of phosphorus. I've been... Ma- you've been oh, you've got, yeah, fucking hell. I don't even want to talk about it because it's just making me fucking depressed. Like... Do you remember the bit in Spec Ops Line? Yeah. And they go, it's bad. Do you know what's, you know what's really bad, right? For years, people have known how poorly the people in Gaza and Palestine have been treated by the IDF. And, like, as soon as Hamas, a terrorist group not affiliated with with Palestine outside of similar religious beliefs has, like, done something awful. They're like, oh, yeah, IDF and Israel are justified in genocide now. It's like, you know they've been doing this for, like, 30, 40 years and they don't give a fuck about you. American and UK government and a couple of European countries keep vetoing the whole investigations into war crimes at the UN. Why? Like, it's so... I know that Israel have, like, incredible marketing power and, and money and, like... You know they've got like they've got their own lobbying group in the US. Yeah. Israel, yeah. a country, have yeah. their own lobbying group. They get protection. The IDF are a fucking terrorist organization. I'm not. I'm not fucking joking around when I say Gal that. Gal ex IDF soldier. Yeah. Yeah. I read. I read the other day. Twitter's become so bad for disinformation. There's now like just community notes on everything. But there was a hmm. story that someone was like, Hamas found a woman and they dissected her body and they had a baby on display and all this other stuff. And like, and I was like, oh, that, that story sounds fucking horrific, but it's also sounding very familiar. And I looked back and yeah, like 20 years ago, that was actually what the IDF did. Someone's actually just changed it to Hamas and pretended that they did yeah. it. How fucked is that? Like the people you're defending are so bad, you have to pretend oh, the terrorists are doing the shit that they did. Apart. I'll tell you what, Blue Sky is quite nice. Is it really? Yeah, it's quite oh, nice. I might give it a go. Yeah, you, you have to go on a waiting list. I've I haven't got, got any I've, codes right I've now. got a few people that have codes, so I might just join yeah, it. Yeah, it's nice on there. Um, but yeah, Twitter's just fucking broken. It's just dog shit. Like, mm. it's all bots now. I get so many messages from bots and shit. Oh, I'm blocking like crazy. Yeah, so many blocking. So I tried reporting them, and they don't do anything anymore. No. Like, you can't even report multiple tweets anymore because it breaks it. <laughs> Sends you back to the beginning. Yeah. Um, I've been Matt. You can find me at Critapocalypse everywhere. You've been Ant. You can find him at Ant's Bot Collection on YouTube. You can also find him at Mellow Gaming on YouTube. You recently did a video on that Net Your Rolls game, the Battery Guy game. Little boy. Yeah, with the fruits. Fucking great And game. the babies. Uh, and we played Lemons and, and lemons ODT. And how are they? ODT? Yeah. The old 3D third person shooter. Yeah, played oh, a bit of that. God, how does that play? Um, It's awkward, but it's... It's, a, <laughs> it's tank it's, controls, But isn't the it? game's, like, pretty cool. Yeah, it's tank controls, that one, isn't it? Yeah, but it's... it's Is it orcs? No, uh, it's like all mystical sci-fi stuff, yeah. and it? It's one of them. Yeah, I loved that game. It's the nineties, man. It's a nineties game. It was made by the same people that did Flashback, wasn't it? I don't know. I can't um, remember either. Um, you can find Ant also on um, on Twitter at lv fifty four Space Monkey and Wild Will's Hat. What are you on Blue Sky? No Wild Will's Hat. Wild Will's Hat on Blue yeah, Sky. That's the money maker. Um, and we'll see you again in two weeks. Um, 
as always, uh, Rishi Sunak is a useless piece of shit, and Boris Johnson, who is oh, but because they've lost loads of local elections, they just—it's a clear message that we want them to get on with the job. Oh yeah, that's what we want. We yeah. want them to destroy yeah, not the country get faster. Out. Yeah, we want them to get on with the job of fucking off. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Boris Johnson's going to go work for GB News. So uh, let's. Let's look forward to that documentary in 20 years where we find out he's a massive paedophile like Jimmy Savile and a fucking horrible cunt. Well, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye. Be hopeful. Bye. Be happy. Bye. Be at peace. Good kisses. Big kisses. XOXO. XO. Lav. Oh, fucking. Do you want to a wonderful mum or pal super mum? I'll take the first one, please. <laughs> Shaun of the Dead. Mm. Classic. Bye. Bye.